Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Big Sills! National Football Show. It's a football Monday. Coming off of what has to be one of the greatest wild card weekends in NFL history. That was absolutely fantastic football. I mean, look, the second half of the 49er game, it got away from Seattle a little bit, but the rest of those games were absolutely spectacular. That's some of the best football. And I've told you this, the more we go into the divisional round and now into the conference championship in two weeks, you're going to start to see some of the best ball because the best coaches, the teams playing the best, the guys who have had traditionally the best seasons are all going to be playing against one another. You saw some great coaching. You saw some suspect coaching. You saw some guys growing in front of our eyes. And we saw some great storylines. Obviously, Eagles and Chiefs were off this past week. Both teams got the bye. They're in action this week. How about Andy Reid versus Doug Peterson? We'll get to Dougie P here in a minute. How about the job that the Giants did against Minnesota? I don't think any of us are surprised that Minnesota got bounced. But that Giant team that I watched, that's not the same New York team that I saw all year long. And I just don't mean in the Eagle games. I don't recognize that team. They took more shots down the field. Hey, Lawrence and Williams, those two defensive tackles in the middle, I think they're the two best defensive tackles in the National Football League, and that includes San Francisco. That team can stop the run, man. They're... Kayvon Thibodeau was all over the field. I, I don't recognize Daniel Jones. I don't recognize him. My question going to be with the Giants is, can they do it week to week now? Was that just a one of? You know what I'm saying? It, was that a one of? Because I can't sit here and tell you on January 16th, here on a Monday, oh, the Giants are going to put that same effort against the Eagles this weekend. I don't know that. Because that team, I didn't recognize. Obviously, it's Eagles and Giants this weekend. Saturday night will be the divisional round game. Lincoln Financial will have the Giants. Um, all the games were close. I think this game will be close, too. Probably because of health reasons. And I said this, and I tweeted this through the game. What the Giants did to the Vikings, it wasn't so much, and I, and I know Justin Jefferson got shut down again in a big game. But the Viking defense, they can't stop anybody. I mean, the, I, I, I talked to Feliciano, the center. He's Miami Hurricane. He goes, we were just pushing them off the ball. They started dominating the football into the second half. And he was like, it was really shocking on what we were doing. I mean, they were so concerned about Dimes Jones getting out in the perimeter. 
And I think they took a page out of Philadelphia. And I think they put some of that RPO stuff into the offensive game plan. And Daniel Jones is a cheap man's version, I think, of Jalen Hurts. I mean, he, he, he would, his stat line, 300 yards passing, 70 yards rushing, two touchdown passes, 114 quarterback rating. I, I didn't recognize the guy. We're going to talk more about that, but there is no doubt that giant team could beat the Eagles. You know why? They got better coaches than you. Martindale and Dable are better coaches than anything you have on that staff outside of Jeff Stoutland. Hey, that is a given. They're better coaches. Better coaches. Um, is that enough? I don't think so. Here, I'll bury the lead here on a Monday. But that game, I think, is going to be very interesting. They all were interesting. Look, a lot of teams, I thought the Bills played tight. I thought the Niners played tight early on. I thought Cincinnati played tight. All the teams that were favored, I thought they played tight. And when they had leads, they allowed the opponent to come back in. Dude, I tweeted out, Skylar Thompson? Sounds like a porn or a, uh, a stripper's name. I, could, I mean, the guy played well. If two was in that game, is that a different ball game? Maybe. Maybe. Some of my takeaways, though, going back to the Giants and Vikings game. Brian Table's the best coach in the NFC East. Daniel Jones was spectacular. We're going to look at some of the numbers in that game. Lawrence and Williams were off the chart great. They did things differently as coaches. The giant coaching staff was different. They took more shots down the field. They allowed Jones to control more of the play calling with the RPO stuff. Barkley was the second guy there. Looked a lot like Miles Sanders. Some of the receivers and people I've never heard of. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the old 80s New York Giants. I don't know who the whiteouts are. I mean, they took more shots deep. It was, it was, it was interesting to see the play calling again, the whole, the hunger. Galladay wanted to play. It just looked different, man. By the numbers, too, 31-24. They go into Minnesota, beat the skull. 28 first downs to 21. 68 plays. They held the Minnesota Vikings to 56 plays. Their defense showed up big. Again, my question for the Giants is going to be, can they do it again? I've seen the Eagles do it on a 17-game basis outside of the last game of the year. Okay, but I, I've seen I've seen the Eagles do it all year long. You know, I mean, sure, they kind of stumbled across the line at the end of the month, and that last month wasn't their best ball. I'll make this point to you. I personally think that Daniel Jones is playing better football than Jalen Hurts the last month going into the playoffs. He's playing better football. And so we go, how can you say that? Well, Hurts wasn't on the field, and he's been hurt. Okay? I didn't say he's a better player. I said he's playing better ball because he's healthy. He was on the field. He's got a playoff win. 
Your guy doesn't. He excelled in that playoff game. I get it. Brady, Bucks, at home, completely different animal. Kirk Cousins were, I'm not, I'm not saying that. But Jones is playing better ball right now. Joshua goes dumb. How can you say that? Hurts has been not, Hurts has been hurt. The last month he's played two games. And in the last game, he looked like shit. Dumb and stupid comment by you. Um, third down, Giants were great. 7 to 13. Vikings 410. Total yards, 431 to 332. I think the Giants pounded the Vikings. Here's Daniel Jones by the numbers. 24-35, 301, two touchdowns, no picks. Protecting the football is very critical in the postseason. 114 quarterback raking. Rushing 17 to 78, 46 per carry. The carries are high. He's a, he's a dual threat guy too. There's no doubt they're rounding him into being a dual threat guy also. They're taking advantage of his 4-5-40. There's no question. They're going to utilize all of his assets. Now, look, some of the giant players are calling him elite. I'm not. And personally, I'm not giving him a franchise tag in the offseason of $45 million. I'm not doing that. That's too high. I want to see him do it again. I'd offer him something else, but I'm not giving him a franchise tag of $45 million. That's actually Daniel Jones is in a damn good place right now. That win for him is going to mean a lot of money for him in the offseason. Daniel Jones winning a playoff game like that on the road. It's the first playoff win for the Giants since they won their last Super Bowl. Daniel Jones made a lot of money. How much that is? I don't quite know yet, but I am not franchise tagging that guy $45 million. That's what the projected tag is going to be. Not me, not doing that. I just, I mean, I want to, dude, he is getting better in front of our eyes. He is. That was his best game as a professional football player by far. I'm watching this guy. I'm going, who is this guy? That was some job of playing football by a quarterback who I think sucks. I couldn't believe what I was witnessing. This Isaiah Hodgins kid. Eight catches, 105. I mean, he's thrown to some guy named Slayton. Four catches, 88. The Giants have no receivers whatsoever. Barkley was like a second dude in that game. Scored two touchdowns. It was important. He was good in the red zone. But really, that game was about Daniel Jones and the giant defense. Or or you can also say the Vikings' shitty defense. You can drop that on it there. Man, Daniel Jones made some money. He absolutely made some money. Going to get into the topics here in a minute. But before we get into the topics, I want to say this to you. Congratulations to uh, Doug Peterson. The coach that the Eagles fired has now won 10 ball games in Jacksonville. Nick Sirianni better win the Super Bowl. Or you fired a guy that would have took you to another one. Doug Peterson 
with this talent would win the Super Bowl. By the way, real quick, let me walk back on something. What do you think Daniel Jones would do with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Miles Sanders? Would he do the same job that Jalen Hurts is doing in Philly? Would he do the same job? He's 6'5". Okay? Daniel Jones is 6'5". Versus a 6'1". I know you guys like to bring up the 600-pound squatter. He's 6'5". He's a big dude. Daniel Jones would do the same thing in Philadelphia that Jalen Hurts is doing. He's got nothing but Barkley. Nothing. He's got nothing. I couldn't believe what he did. I I couldn't believe it. But back to the point on Doug Peterson. You fired a coach who won 10 ball games in Jacksonville and was down 27 to nothing in the second half. And they turn around and they beat the Chargers. Unbelievable job by Doug. Dude, you know, I was telling Xander prior to coming on the air, do you know what the asset and the number one asset that Doug Peterson has that I think is essential to being a good coach? He's believable. Doug's believable. You believe him when you're 27 down. Because you know what Doug does to you with all the experience he's had? And I've talked to numerous playoff coaches, and I talked to Jimmy Johnson about this. Coach, when you're coaching in a playoff game, what is your message to your team? Do you know the most important message that a coach has to his team? Don't worry about the Super Bowl. Don't worry about the next round. Don't worry about the next quarter. Are you the best team in this particular series, when every series, every series in the playoffs matter. Every time you have a drive, it matters. That's why when Joey Boza acts the way he does, you can't do that because that could be the difference between you losing the game and giving the opponent the opportunity to close you out. Boza wasn't the reason that the Jags came back, but that was part of the second-half collapse of the Chargers. They weren't focused on winning the moment. Win the moment. I think Doug teaches that. How would Nick know that? Honestly. The only experience that Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff has is getting killed by the Bucs. Now, that could be overrated. But, boy, I'll tell you, the teams that play in the moment all the time, like the Chiefs, Andy Reid, it's no coincidence what Reid's doing in Kansas City did in Philly. Some of these coaches, I think Brian Dable, the experience of being around Nick Saban, the experience of being around some of the best coaches in college and in pro football, I think it, it resonates in how he deals with his team. I think they believe Brian Dable. Brian Dable's the best coach in the NFC East, and I don't think it's a conversation. I don't think it's close. I don't. This game's going to be a great battle. I'm looking forward to this. That is not the same Giant team, and then again, that's not the same Eagle team. That's not the same Eagle team. 
playing your worst football heading into the postseason. Not your best, and you know it. The Giants are playing their best. And that kind of equalizes it. Now, does talent always rule in the end? Yes. Yes, but you're not playing your best ball. You haven't since Chicago. But I'm not, hey, I'm not here on a Monday saying you're going to lose. Every single one of those games over the weekend, the point differential was 3.2 points outside of the 49er game. I think we're going to see the same kind of stuff. Eagles aren't playing good ball. The Giants are. It's a different looking football team. Again, do I think you have more talent than the Giants? Absolutely. Absolutely. Across the board. But you're not playing your best ball. And that's going to make the game closer. You are not blowing anybody out. You're not. You're not blowing anyone out. This is going to come down to a fourth quarter football game. And by the way, let's go back in Eagle history this year. Every team that has played them a second time, can't count that. Well, you almost can because the Giants made it a competitive game with their third team on the last game of the year. They made it competitive. I mean, they didn't even play their backup. Tyrod Taylor, they played the third team stiff. Washington was destroyed by the Philadelphia Eagles in the first one. Washington came back with Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera and beat him. And now you've got Brian Dable and Martindale. Those are better coaches than what you have. What, you think Shane Steichen's a better offensive coordinator than Brian Dable? That is not true. You think that um, that Gannon's a better Defensive coach than Martindale? I do not think that at all. That Giants team is not the same team. Now, I'll throw it out to you because know this. Their coaching is better than yours. Are the Giants a threat to the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend? Are you concerned? You're not playing well going into the postseason. I think it's more about being hurt and the quarterback being out. Okay. I think it's more about, yeah, Yale goes, Kafka calls the plays. Yeah, I know. Same way Eric Bieniemy does in Kansas City. Thanks, Yale. Yeah, Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator too, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but, but we know what's up. Brian Dable's got his hands all over that, and you know it. Same way in Kansas City. Andy Reid. Carries that play sheet for a reason, not because Eric Bieniemy is the play caller. So we could say whatever we want, and we can have that illusion, or we can have that impression too. Well, okay. Yeah, okay. So you think that Kafka turned around Brian Dable or Brian Kafka turned around Daniel Jones? I don't. We'll agree to disagree. Now, Mask brings a point up, and that's kind of where I'm at, Mask. Can the Giants do it again? I don't know that. Mask, I'm with you on this one. I don't know they could do that again, what they did in Minnesota. I don't know that. I can't sit here and go like this 
hey, man, this Giants football team is a great football team. They're going to go into Lincoln Financial, and they're going to pop. I don't know. I'm, I, I, that team looks so different. If they show up and are a completely different team on Saturday night, we'll kind of go back to what we're saying right now. They're still young, and they've got a lot of gaps on that roster yet where they've got to fill. Is that fair? Okay. Maniac, and it's in Philly. The whole deal. I agree, man. I'm not, I'm, hey, I just told you guys on a Monday, I don't think the Giants can beat you. I thought the Giants could upset Minnesota. But now that the Giants have upset Minnesota, I think they think they can beat you. Okay? I think they can, I think they think they can beat you. Now, if the Eagles look healthy on Saturday night, that could be a 10-point ball game. The Eagles aren't. Lane can't finish. Thibodeau gets around. Thibodeau was all over the field on Sunday. He was all over the field. I Here, maybe this is more of a fair comment. I think this really is all about Philadelphia on Saturday night. What Philly team's going to show up? The healthy team that we saw in September and October? Or the team that we saw sputtered down the stretch because of injury? Because of injury. Listen, I am not, and, and know this, I don't want this to land wrong. I am not sitting here telling you that the Eagles played shitty football the last month of the season because of player talent. It's not true. They were missing key components, and that made him sputter a bit. Tone says Dexter Lawrence was playing out of his mind. He is a force. I see why he made the Pro Bowl. And by the way, that Williams kid next to him, they're the two best defensive tackles in the National Football League. They are spectacular ballplayers. And now that you've got an edge rusher in Thibodeau, he, he's not the biggest guy. He, you know who he reminds me of a little bit, Kayvon Thibodeau? He kind of looks like Hassan Reddick. He's kind of built like Reddick, maybe a little taller, but he's a little dude. They were, they were, I'm just telling you, man, they, the Giants struggle a little bit in their old line too. That's going to be a, I think that's going to be an advantage for the front seven of the Philadelphia Eagles against the Giants. I, 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 I think Daniel Jones hit a lot of the deficiencies in the O-line in that Vikings game. Okay? Again, I know maybe some of you thought that I was going to come out here and tell you that I think the Giants are going to beat. I, I do not believe that. But I think that coach is a really good coach. And I think that football team is going to show up again. But what Mass said, can they do it again? That's a fair comment. That is as fair as you could possibly get. Can that team show up and do it again? I haven't seen the Giants put like, now they've played pretty well the last couple games of the year outside of the final game against the Eagles. They played pretty well. They had to play, play and I'll tell you this, the Giants have been playing playoff football more than the Eagles have because they had to play to continue their opportunity to make it to the postseason. So the last month of the season, they were in playoff mode. The Eagles haven't been. 
the Eagles were not in playoff mode until the final game of the year, and they kind of half-assed it because the Giants didn't have their first team out there. Okay? Fax Reddick is smaller but provides speed and power. I think the kid Thibodeau was exceptional. He was exceptional. He was exceptional, man. Exceptional. So they're going to, Keon, I don't know. Keon, that could have been a max effort up in Minnesota. The Giants turn around in a divisional game and lay a giant egg, don't put any points up, and the Eagles beat them 30-7. to Could you see that? Sure. This is uncharted territory for the Giants. That's Daniel Jones. You know Daniel Jones has a playoff victory and Jalen doesn't? So when people go like this, Jalen's going to play great in the postseason. That's an assumption. That's an assumption. Here, I use my boy Tone's word. Technically true. Technically true. Dimes Jones has played an exceptional playoff game. Again, it's not Brady. It's not the Bucs. It's not down against the defending champions. I totally get that, and I agree. It's a different animal. Vikings, Brady. Come on now. I got it. Okay? That wasn't my comment, Mask. He played like shit in his first playoff game. The assumption he's going to play well is only that. It's an assumption. It's an assumption. That's it. He hasn't. That is not fact. It's fantasy thinking. They beat him in Minnesota. I I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I get the whole thing. I want to see, but but I want to see the Giants do it again. Giants come out and they're 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 laying it on people in the first half. Then we're gonna have a ball game into the fourth quarter. Okay. Then we're gonna have um a game. I don't think the Giants can beat them. Because the Giants haven't put up, hey, remember this too when I say this to you. Jalen Hurts has not had a very good postseason so far. Early in his in his career, early in his resume, it's okay. A lot of players do it that way. A lot of players don't play well. Look at John Elway. Okay? Look at Elway. Okay, I get it. I'm all I understand it. Look at look look at Matthew Stafford. What was he? One and three before he got into the um the Rams? I get it. I understood. He's got a long way to go to build a resume up. All I'm saying is, let's see it. Let's see if the coaches put him in a position to win. I don't think he has the coaches. I think Daniel Jones does. Daniel Jones is getting better coaching than what Jalen Hurts is. That leads me into this. Do you think Jalen will play great then? Um, I think it's his health. Is hey, watch this. That's a great question, Dofi. Um, do I think Jalen will play well if healthy? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you think Jalen will play better than Jones? Um, I don't know. I think both are unknowns. Whether Jalen plays good in the postseason is an unknown. 
and I think if Jones could put another playoff game together is also an unknown. You want me to sit here and throw an opinion out and say which guy does? I'm not that kind of guy. I don't. Jalen most likely will play the better game because he's played better the entire season. And he's had a better year than Daniel Jones. Okay, is that fair? He's, he's, he's been more consistent. See, I am a creature of consistency. I like the consistency. Jackson says, what's wrong with the Vikings defense? They can't stop the run. And they're weak on the perimeter. They can't set the edges. Daniel Jones did what Jalen did. Broke them down, got outside, created those third and shorts. They're weak in the middle, and they're weak at setting the edges. I mean, they're tackling in the secondary a suspect as well. Dude, you were letting nobody's wide open. I think the whole scheme, in my opinion, plus some personnel issues, man, for I, I now, you know, Mike Zimmer was supposed to be a defensive guru when he was up there. He left that defense not in good shape. Now, not, not to not to say that uh, Justin Jefferson was a superstar. I think he had less than 50 yards in that game. That was a terrible defensive football effort by the Vikings in that game. Jamison goes, Allen's going to cost the Bills. Dude, comparing Josh Allen to Jalen Hurts is like comparing a wishbone quarterback to Tom Brady. Some of those throws are unbelievable and electric. Here's the problem that I have with Josh Allen. And I saw it on display. That one hand grabbing the ball and taking off running or in the pocket when he's feeling pressure, dude, you got to protect that ball better, man. You've got to protect that football better. He's got to be better at that. But when it comes to arm talent, there's nobody in that room. He's an electric player. You want to hear something? First time in Bill's history, they lost the turnover battle and still won. Nobody wins playoff games with three turnovers. I didn't think Joe Burrow played great. I I, I, I tell you what, the, the kid Purdy in San Francisco probably played the best. No, Jones played the best. Josh Allen's a spectacular talent. All you have to do is watch it. You never do this with Hurts. Wow. With Allen, you go unbelievable. Unbelievable. Exceptional talent. Nobody outside of Philadelphia would ever, I could ask a zillion people, would you draft Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen? Now, one person outside of an idiotic person in Philadelphia would say Jalen. If you put the guys on the team, the same team, you're taking Allen. It's not close. I'm not having this debate anymore because it's an idiotic conversation. Completely idiotic. He's got to protect the football better. And that's the one, there's only one thing that Jalen Hurts does better than, than Josh Allen. He protects the ball better. He does. That's a fact. He protects the ball better. Outside of that, there's nothing Josh Allen does better than him. I mean, there's nothing Jalen Hurts does better than Josh Allen. Nothing. Zero. 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 
I thought Richie, I, I, I thought that, um, I thought that Lawrence played better in the second half. Okay. I do love the way Jalen's improved too. He has. And by the way, as I said, I think Jalen has had more improvement from his first year starting to his second year than what Josh Allen has, but he's not a better talent. That's a fact. All you have to do is turn on a game and watch some of them. And by the way, do you understand? Okay, I'm going to give it to you one more time why you're 10 times off. The Philadelphia Eagle coaching staff, and Xander, here's why Allen's better. The Philadelphia Eagle coaching staff would never have Jalen Hurts throw high-skilled passes and high-effort throws and throws the way he throws the ball. They would never allow him to do that on an everyday basis. Some of those throws he makes, he makes in between two to three. You're going to have a higher turnover, but he also throws the ball 700 times. Your guy throws it 420. You're going to have more turnovers. He throws more high-level throws, just like Mahomes, just like Burrow. Jalen Hurts doesn't throw a ton of high-level throws. It's to Goddard. It's to AJ. It's to Devontae. He doesn't throw into double guys covering him. Some of those throws in that game against the Dolphins, they they were exceptional. Again, He's got to work on protecting the ball better. Josh Allen throws more high-level passes. And that's a fact than what Jalen Hurts does. It's really not a question. Patrick Mahomes throws higher-level passes. Tom Brady does. Okay? Dimes Jones is in kind of like the Jalen Hurts role. They don't throw high-level passes. Okay? Joe Burrow throws high-level passes. So does Trevor Lawrence. That's the difference between the elite guys and Jalen and Daniel Jones. They're not elite arms. Jalen Hurts does not have an elite arm, and nor does Daniel Jones. But they're elite players. It's okay to have that distinction. They win. It's all good. It's just the style. Like, Daniel Jones is not an elite player. I don't care what his teammates say. Okay, Jalen is not an elite thrower of the football. He's not elite. Those guys throw high-level passes every game. Jalen doesn't. He'll throw two. Those guys throw 35. That's why when you're down or you have a pick, that guy's going to put 14 points on you in three minutes. Here, I'll make a point to you. If the Philadelphia Eagles get down by 21 points or 25 points, You're never coming. You don't have comeback. That football team's not built to come back. Allen and Mahomes and Burrow and those guys can throw their teams back into a game. Your guy can't. He's got to run you back into a game and high percentage pass you back into a game. That's who he is. Same thing with Daniel Jones. It's not a rip. They're winning a boatload of games. I think you guys sometimes get caught up in the method instead of the result, okay? The result is all you need to worry about. He's got a different way of getting there. Everybody does. Not everybody's the same. It's just, for me, I don't do dual-threat guys. Daniel Jones is a dual-threat guy. 
Bro, end of the day, it's a dumb debate. Your guy's not better. Not one football person with any brain cells would go, let me, let me have Hurts over a 6'6", laser-throwing Josh Allen. Nobody. Nobody. And he's 14-3. and three. You make it sound like this guy's not winning ballgames. Do you know that he had the highest touchdown-to-interception ratio entering the playoffs of any player in NFL history at 14-1? to one. Now, the game came back to him a little bit against the Dolphins. So if we're going to go with that, he's thrown 17 touchdowns and four picks in six playoff games. That's not horrible. He had the highest touchdown-to-interception ratio in pro football history, 14-1 to entering that game. He leaves it with 17 touchdowns and four picks. Jalen has one touchdown and two picks. Think about that. So, in theory, in the six playoff games, your guy's already halfway there. Don't compare that guy to Jalen. He's nothing close to it. Jalen Hurts is more comparable to Michael Vick. He's like that. He's more of a Vick guy, but a better passer. When I mean better passer, a better completion percentage guy. And personally, I don't think he's better than Vick yet. He's got a way to go, but we'll see. Got to win a playoff game first. All right. I want to ask you this question. Now that we've seen Doug Peterson do what he's done. You had, you had to have a coach. Coach a playoff team and a playoff game. Would it be Doug Peterson or Nick Sirianni? Who would you take? Doug's 14 and three. Or excuse me. Nick's 14 and three. So, I mean, number one seed. If you had to have a coach win a ball game between these two coaches, Doug Peterson, Nick Sirianni, who would you take? I'm going to go somewhere with this. Doug. Um, Sirianni's the best coach in the NFL. No, you mean he's the best cheerleader. Sirianni all day over Doug. You're tugging at my heartstrings, Danny boy, but Doug has the experience, so I will take Dougie. Wait a minute. So you think the only reason, so Tone, the only reason that you would take Doug over Sirianni is experience? Interesting. So when you look at Doug Peterson and he's in the locker room at halftime and he's telling that Jags team, we can win this. And I was told that he's telling these guys, win the moment, win the moment, win the moment. Let's get a three and out. Let's win the moment. Don't worry about winning the game. Win the moment, win the moment. He's telling those guys, And shit, by the time they looked up, 
there was the field goal kicker on the field with seconds left in the game, and Peterson wins his 10th ball game. 10th ball game. Do you understand how freaking unbelievable of a coaching job he has done this year? I know Brian Dable is a hell of a coach. Doug Peterson's done the best job of anybody in the league this year. Dude, he's done. He's he. Trevor Lawrence was a basket case in the first half. He was a basket case. Said to the kid, I got you. Don't worry about it. We got this. Win the moment. Win the moment. Win the moment. Dude, there's so many guys that are full of shit. And when you got a guy that you look in the face and he has complete confidence in you and he trusts you and you trust him and, and you know he's got your back. That's what Howie couldn't take about Doug Peterson. Howie fired a coach that would have delivered a Super Bowl and the second one in Philadelphia, in my opinion. You better win a Super Bowl this year because if that guy makes that game against Kansas City, in Kansas City, competitive, and they get beat by Mahomes, which I'm saying they will, and you get upset by the Giants or get killed by the Niners. By the way, the Niners are better than you. The Niners are better than you. You have no answer for McCaffrey. There's no answer. And then when you go, well, they have no answer for AJ. Oh, they do. Okay? They do. Debo Samuel is the answer. Goddard, too. Um, Goddard and Kittle. Everything kind of X's itself out. But here's the problem in Philly. You don't utilize Miles Sanders. You're not consistently using him in the offensive game plan. Christian McCaffrey is a freaking force. Dude, I see why Howie wanted him and made a bid for him. I see why they made a bid for him. I see why he's the highest paid running back in the NFL. He is a force. That defensive line San Francisco has is unbelievable. They got the best linebacker in the game. The secondary, I thought the secondary was a tad shaky. Okay. That's going to be a hell of a ball game if it gets to the NFC title game in Philadelphia, San Francisco, and um, Philly. As of right now, I would probably say one point. One point, I would give the Eagles. I would favor the Eagles at one point, maybe. And stop thinking that this kid Brock Purdy is going to shit the bed. He's not. He hasn't. Guy threw for four touchdowns. Threw for four touchdowns. He, he didn't shit the bed. And he hasn't. I'll tell you what. They're going to package up Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers are going to get all their picks back. Or they're going to maybe not get first-rounders back, but you know what they're going to do? They found their guy. Trey Lance is finished in San Francisco. I'm not moving off that dude. I'm not making the mistake that the Eagles made when they moved off of Nick Foles. I am not doing that. I'm going to ride that guy until that guy shows me he sucks. And I am not giving that job back to one play, Trey. Not happening. I am not doing that. You know what happens sometimes to evaluators and fans and coaches? You don't believe your eyes. That guy gets that ball out of there, too. He, he can sling it. 
That kid can play, man. They have four touchdowns against Pete Carroll. Some of these guys were really good coach games. I mean, I thought, hey, listen, by the way, I want to say this before I end this conversation here with Doug and Nick. Kudos to Geno Smith. I didn't think that Geno played awful in that game against San Francisco. I thought the strip sack was the undoing of that whole game. Kudos to him for having a fabulous year. Geno Smith really had a great year. And if I'm 71-year-old Pete Carroll, I go a couple more years with him. I'm good with him. I don't draft a quarterback in the first round. I get some more skilled players. See what we could do. That kid Walker can play for Michigan State. DK Metcalf is as much as a physical nightmare as A.J. Brown is. They, they got some ball players up there. They just need to fix the defense a little more. Okay? They just, they just, that whole thing unraveled in the second half when that whole thing happened with the strip sack. Yeah, I'm running, I'm running it back with him. Look at Masco. Gino is a bum. Well, he outplayed your guy passing-wise. And there's nothing debatable about that. Okay? Look it up. Read a book. Hey, you want to hear something too, Greg? Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday in high school, college, or in the pros. Trevor Lawrence has two state championships, a national championship for the Tigers. The kid's balling out. Hey, I'll say this to you too. You want, isn't that a crazy stat? He's never lost on a Saturday um, in high school, college, or in, in the pros. He's never lost on a Saturday. That's a crazy stat for Trevor Lawrence. Um, wait until Sue gets his hands on Purdy. You better hope that, um, Trent Williams, who was a force in that Seattle game. Any people throw bum and trash around so loosely. It's wild to me. Yeah. Well, because they're trying to, they diminish others to elevate theirs. That's why tone. It's okay. It's a trick. It's a weak man's trick. They take a shit on one person to elevate their their favorite guy. It's okay. It's what people do. Okay? See, if you downgrade, that's why when people go like this, Daniel Jones sucks. Well, Daniel Jones has won a playoff game and played exceptional in it. Jalen Hurts played in a playoff game and was destroyed and looked like shit in it. That's a fact. Until that is rectified, then until that changes, that's history right now. There's no historical context to say that Jalen Hurts will play better. Actually, there's historical context that Jalen Hurts has played bad in every single postseason game he's ever played in. From his college days, except for the SEC championship game when he came in. After Tua had the job. Outside of that, the semifinal game against um, LSU, he was horrific in. Um, he got benched in the national championship game. And he got his ass kicked against the Bucks. So you're making it sound like Jalen Hurts has been this sensational guy in the postseason. Where? Four INTs in a playoff game is unacceptable, Dan. Okay, it is. It's how you get your ass beat. Jalen Hurts never won a national championship as a starting quarterback anywhere, ever. He was a pine rider when he won it. Okay? Tua won that national championship. He lost to Deshaun Watson in the, in the championship game when he quarterbacked Bama. Every single postseason game, pretty much so, 
that Hurts has played in, he's played awful in. Going back to his college days. That's why he had the starting job taken from him at Alabama. That's actually a fact. Um, Seals, you have downplayed Josh Allen's to No, 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 no. I, no, it's not what I said. I said the one thing that he has to do better at, Josh Allen, he can't run so recklessly with the football out like this. And that pocket shit, man, where they're slapping the ball out of his hands, that's got to improve. We saw it against Minnesota early in, I mean, later in the season or in the midway part of the season. He didn't have uh, ball security at the goal line there when they dropped the ball against Minnesota. They'd have won that ball game, and they would have had home field advantage. And there would have been no conversation even after the Hamlin story. That ball security against the Minnesota Vikings cost the Bills home field. People don't bring that up. That's a fact. So to say I downplayed that, that's a fact. Even though the Bills and the Bengal game got canceled, Dude, the football security at the goal line, when you dropped the ball and you had that game won, cost you home field advantage. Got to be better. Okay? Hey, Dan, do you respect Hurts? Massively. As a human, as a leader, as a man who loves to work, as a guy who is a phenomenal athlete, as a guy who listens, as a guy who you want on your team. There's nobody that doesn't personify what, if you had to put a blueprint of what you want to have your image of your football players to look like, Jalen Hurts is the front cover. Absolutely. It's got nothing to do with it. It's got nothing to do with it, okay? Jalen has transformed himself last year till this year. He has. Not fair to compare Hurts to Allen or these other guys for two reasons. First, Allen or like weren't great till they had great play. Well, what does Jalen have around him? Dude, Jalen has the best of everything around him. There's no football player that's a quarterback in today's NFL, Steve-O, that has more weapons around him than him. Nobody. He's got the best line, one of the top three tight ends. He's got two wide receivers with 1,000 yards. He's got a defense that had 70 sacks. I mean, bro, nobody in the NFL has that. You, you're, you're making it sound like Jalen is doing something that, that you're not expecting. Welcome to the NFL. When you have the best of everything, you should have a great record. You're making this all go like this. Look at what, and what, hey, look, has, is he responsible for the winning? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think he's better than his coaches. Modern goes, Daniel Jones will fall back to earth this coming weekend. Maybe. Modern. So you're saying this then, right? Jalen's going to eventually play better in the postseason, right? Is that what you're saying? I did get that. Yes, I did, Xander. Okay. He may. I don't think Daniel Jones has put enough games together for me to go like this. That guy's great. Seals, if we get a 30 to 10 
Will you say congratulations? Of course. Remember, you guys keep forgetting one thing. And you guys keep forgetting it. Tone and Xander know this. I picked the Bills and the Eagles near March or April to get to the Super Bowl and get to Glendale. I was the first guy to say that. I don't know what you guys, I mean, just because I'm a little critical of your team, don't get your panties in a bind. I picked you to get there. No one else did. I did. Xander even goes like this. Seals, you're like the first person to say it. I mean, I don't know what else you think. I mean, I and, and I said the Bills will win their first Super Bowl. I did say that. I said that the Bills are going to win. Why are you hating on the Eagles? I never, I've never ever in the postseason, I said the Eagles are going to beat the Giants. Dude, you listen. I mean, you know what? I should know this because I've been in broadcasting for 35 years. Most people hear what they want to hear. You hear what you want to hear. I can't change your opinion. Seals, Bills or Bengals? Josh Allen's got to protect the football better. If he doesn't, they'll lose. I didn't think I didn't think Joe Burrow had his best game. I'm going to get to the uh, playoff games here in a minute. I'm going to do that at the top. Gary Cobb, Fox 29, what's he expect against this Giant team? He watched the Giant game too, and we were floored how good the Giants looked. That did not look like the same football team. Steve-O, the others became great. We had greatness around them. He hurts, got better to when greatness was put around him. Steve-O, thank you, dude. Look, Jalen's improved. And Steve-O, you ready? I know you'll hear this. Others won't. I think he had a bigger leap from his first year to his second year than what Allen did. He's just not a better talent. Okay? He's just not. But watch this. Aaron Rodgers is a better talent than Tom Brady. You think Tom Brady's been on that? Okay, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a better talent than Tom Brady. Got a better arm. Got a better touch. He moves better. He, he, he is a savant the way he spins the ball. Brady's better. <laughs> I mean... Peyton Manning couldn't jump over a stack of quarters. Who's a better athlete? Lamar Jackson or Peyton Manning? Who's got a bigger arm? That's not what it's always about. Okay? Look at look at Slasher. Allen's overrated. How can a guy who's 14 and 3 be overrated? How, how, how? He's 14 and 3. He lost as many games as you guys did this year. Slasher. And he's won playoff games. He's, he's now 3-2 and two in the postseason. Jalen's 0-1, one touchdown, two picks. What's your guy done? A lot less. I mean, you make it sound like Jalen Hurts is Tom Brady. He hasn't done shit. Purdy's the future. I agree. I'm not moving off that dude. I'm packaging those other guys up and I'm sending his ass out of town. Okay. Dude, we'll see how far Jalen can take a football team. I don't, I think he could take it to the Super Bowl. 
I don't think he can win it, but I think he can get there. With this team, this will be the best team that Jalen Hurts will have in his entire career in Philadelphia. Remember I said that. This football team in 2022 will be the best team and the best assembled talent he'll ever have in his career. Because if they do decide to go down and pay him, people are going to be knocked off that team. And they'll never look the same. It's what happens and why the league has set up a salary cap. Okay? You're not going to get the hometown deals. If the Philadelphia Eagles get to a Super Bowl, I love how people automatically just project <clears throat> that Darius Slay, or not Darius Slay, James Bradbury, is not going to take the $17 million in the open market and take 12 to play in Philly. How idiotic is that? So you're going to take $15 million pay cut over a three-year contract just because what? You think so? Never happened. Okay? Never had. This will be the best team he's ever had and will ever have. Remember something. Jalen Hurts is the lowest paid player in his own huddle. Nobody in that huddle, nobody makes – Okay, I mean, he, he's the lowest paid guy. It's the only reason that works. That's why Tyreek Hill's not in Kansas City. Um, yeah, but I think the one thing when you put up those interceptions and fumbles, um, it doesn't matter. He's won games. Your guy hasn't. You're assuming Five-star, you're assuming that Jalen will play better in the postseason. Name me one game he has in his career from college to pro. Name me one game where he played well in a postseason atmosphere. Just one. One. Even college. Even college, he sucked. Okay? Yeah, but Daniel, but Daniel Jones, I want to see you do it this weekend against the Eagles. It's great what you did against um, a, a pretty shitty Minnesota Vikings defense. Let's see you do it against a team that has 70 sacks this year. I want to see that, okay? Dude, Purdy threw four touchdowns against Pete Carroll. Okay? That's pretty impressive. And it's a divisional opponent. Um. No, I don't think it's a coin. I, 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 I think this game's going to be very interesting Saturday night. Josh Allen's a double-edged sword. Eagle, not that far off. Not that far off. Dude, you're up 17, and you get lazy in the handling of the football. Got a problem with that. Ken Dorsey should be in his ass for that. Dude, got to be better. You're the more you move on, you can't be dropping the ball on the carpet like that in a sack situation with your goal line behind you. That's a poor play. Hertz doesn't make that play. Hertz doesn't make that play. Look at Eagle. He's laughing against Pete Carroll. Well, are you under the impression Nick Sirianni's a better coach than Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll's going to the Hall of Fame. 
If you don't win a Super Bowl, you're going to the Hall of Shame because you fired Doug. If you don't win the Super Bowl, Howie Roseman should be blamed for it. If you don't win the Super Bowl, Howie Roseman should be blamed for the Philadelphia Eagles not winning it. Remember, he's a master at building it up and tearing it down. And because you didn't want to share the accolades with Doug, you kicked his ass to the curb. Fine. You better win it, dude. You better win it. There's a guy in Jacksonville who's going to win seven division titles in a shitty division. How many people think the Texans are going to just emerge as some sort of world beater? There's nobody in that division. The Jags are going places. Crazy. I, I mean, I'm, it's, in, it's January, and I'm talking about the Jags. Incredible. I usually talk about the Jags in April around the draft. Okay? Let me say this to you, man. If Nick Sirianni doesn't win the Super Bowl, Howie Roseman should be blamed because you couldn't stand Doug in the building. Doug's won this divorce. He was the coach. He won the 17th Super Bowl. Howie did not. He's a GM. Remember, he's not out there playing. Okay? Pro Sydney says Pro Bowler Sue, Joseph, Cox have all won Super Bowls. Hope they step up. There's the there, and, and plus the Eagle guys too in the building. Absolutely. Sirianni versus Dougie P in the Super Bowl. Maybe, uh, well, if Nick gets there, Doug's going to get there again. Doug's going to get there. And you know what's going to happen? Doug's going to Hall of Fame. Two Hall of Fame coaches you fired. Okay? Two Hall of Fame coaches you fired. Seals, if the Eagles lose to the Giants and Jones outperform Hurts, do you pay Hurts? Warrior, I, I, I'm going to get back. I'm not, I'm not ignoring that. I'm not ignoring that. Okay, I'm not ignoring that. Can we not do this? <laughs> Come on, Tone. Tone goes like this. Can we not? <laughs> Technically, we're moving on in hour number two. Technically, we're moving on. All right. Can we? Can we? Can, can, hey, hey, dude, don't let Dimes Jones beat you. And Jalen plays like shit. And Doug upsets Kansas City in Kansas City. And he's in the AFC Championship. <laughs> Holy cow. Everybody in Philadelphia will be on Broad Street screaming. Oh, by the way, did I not hear people cheering in Philly this past Saturday night? Hey, did I did I not hear people in Philly cheering for Doug? I could have swore if you opened up your window when the guy made the field goal. Were people in Philly cheering? Where were they? 
I mean, were, were, were they were they cheering for Doug? I could have swore I heard a bunch of people cheering for Philly. If we lose, you won't see me until Ma- <laughs> I was absolutely cheering for Doug. That's Xander. I was happy as hell for Doug. That's what makes you guys really great fans. I know you were, and it's cool. And you know what I'm saying is true. A lot of people didn't want to see Doug exit. And that's why you guys were shitting on Howie two years ago. But he built this team. And you're okay with Howie today. Because Howie's got you in a position with the number one seed. I get it. I have to hit a timeout. Please hit the like button. Now we're to Gary Cobb, Fox 29 in Philadelphia. We'll preview the divisional game Saturday night at Lincoln Financial, Giants and Eagles. We'll look at this past weekend's game. Plus, we'll look at tonight's big game, Brady versus America's quarterback versus America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. We'll do that next. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at MessaLaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask. 
including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Football show, please hit the like button. I appreciate you guys coming aboard. Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. I'm going to say something to you here that's going to pain me to say this. This is going to pain me to say this. Man, I really lost a ton of respect for Lamar Jackson for not playing. Hurt, I guarantee you Jalen Hurts gets surgery in the offseason. I guarantee you you're going to see a mass unit of players in the offseason like Lane Johnson, that needs surgery. And for him not to go out there and play and make this a business decision for himself, okay, I kind of get that too. I do. But he let his team down. Lane's playing through pain. And he says he's not 100%. Well, dude, if you're 80%, And by the way, I like Tyler Huntley. I do. I think Tyler Huntley's got a future in this league. Okay? Dude, if if, if Lamar Jackson doesn't want to play in Baltimore anymore, he should have left in 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 the preseason. He should have held out, never played, and went somewhere he wanted. Forced their hand. Make them trade. Don't play. Don't whatever. But you had 52 other guys in your locker room. Okay, you have 52 other guys in your locker room. What a letdown. Lost a lot of respect for him. A lot of players are playing hurt. That's the Eagles. Josh Sweat was taken off last week on a stretcher. Lane Johnson couldn't play the last couple games. He's going to fight through it and need surgery in the offseason. It's a debilitating injury. Okay. There's all types of dudes. I'm sure Milata's going to have surgery in the offseason on his shoulder. Lamar doesn't want to play 80%, 75%. Bro, put a brace on and get out there. Let's go. You know, I'll tell you one thing about Kirk Cousins. You're right. He's not an elite guy. But at least that guy stands in the pocket, and he's a tough dude and takes hits. That guy showed courage in that game, taking them hits. I think it takes a lot of courage to stand in the pocket when you got all them dudes rolling at you like that. I get it. The quarterback position is a tough position to play. It's a leadership position. Jalen's playing probably 75% this weekend. I don't know. I think it's a bad look for him, the Ravens, everything. It's a shitty moment for him in his career, for a unanimous MVP. 
to go, I don't want to play. Pretty shitty moment for him. I'll remember that forever. Just like you guys remember Carson Wentz not to want to go back into a game versus Seattle. How he held that against him. How he held that against Carson Wentz when he didn't go back in that Seattle game. I'm more upset he wasn't on the sidelines with them. Jameson, way to add to that, man. I don't blame him, though, for not playing. Look at RG3. Okay. Yeah, why wasn't Lamar with his teammates on the sideline? Dude, if you don't want to be in Baltimore, it's a great take. Jameson, great take. Okay. You want to be on the sideline? You want to be with your guys? I thought that was your team. Boy, what a shitty ending. For an organization. And by the way, he's performed. But they did take the shot at him at the 32nd pick when people were telling him to try out a wide receiver. They took a leap of faith on him. Okay? They took a leap of faith. Shitty moment. Too bad. Because he's a hell of a player. And I think he's a role model. And I like him. I legitimately like this guy. Lost a lot of respect for him. Hey, not my quarterback. No way. Not my quarterback. That's not my guy. I'll take Jalen Hurts over Lamar. Lamar's a better player, but Jalen's going to be there for me. Just like me, when I'm hurting, I got a blown knee and I'm playing and Jalen's got a bum shoulder. We're all in it together, rowing in the same direction. We're all rowing out to sea with one oar maybe sometimes because we're all banged up. That's the guy you want in your locker room. That's the guy you want on your sideline. That's the guy you want. Jalen was standing on the sideline when he was injured and couldn't play. He was there for Gardner Minshew. I mean, Jalen's with his team. He's never not around that team. Because you know what? I think that team means more to him than his own personal success. And I, but watch this. You, you, know, you know what's really cool about Jalen Hurts? I believe him. I believe him. He's kind of corny, but I believe him. Dude, most guys, most quarterbacks are corny. They're, they're quarterbacks. You know, but I believe him. I believe he'll be there for you. Lamar? So he didn't get his Deshaun Watson deal. So he pouted all year. Then when he got nicked up, he didn't want to play. That's how I read it. That's how I read it. Tell me you don't read it any other way. He moped and cried because he didn't get to Deshaun Watson. They offered him a little better than what Kyler Murray got in Arizona. He didn't like it. It was $250 million they offered him. Wasn't like the Ravens didn't offer him anything. They offered him $250 million. He didn't like it because it wasn't Watson's deal. So he pouted when he got hurt. He didn't want to play. That's how I see it. Jay, yo, big sales. Oh, I love Harbor Island. Mike's going to be there. At Harbor Island, I'm going to have to try to get him on the show this week, see what he says. Oh, we, we're going to get to the games, too. We're going to look at them closer. 
Don't forget Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. Okay. Um, Eagles are a real family. Yeah. 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 I believe that. Lamar's going to get paid. I'm not paying a dual threat guy $250 million guaranteed. By the way, Lamar Jackson's not Deshaun Watson. He doesn't have that talent. Not close. It doesn't. And he won't last long. He's proving it the last three years. Are you going to pay 200? Hey, are you going to pay $250 million to a guy who will play 12 games for you this year or next year or the year after that? If that, are you really going to pay that? Are you going to put $50 million on the table for a guy who will play 12 games for you? Ask yourself that or miss significant seeding games here. Here's another one for you. The dolphins have to move on from Tua. You know why? You can't have Skylar Thompson in a freaking playoff game that you could have won. You can't have that. Skylar Thompson. And and get this, the Dolphins are saying they're bringing Tua back. Well, be used to this Tyler Thompson playing for you in the postseason. Get used to that. Tua Tugaviola will never be healthy. Never be healthy. Okay? Never. And then you'll have Tyler Thompson quarterbacking in a wild card game that you could have won. Can't build a team around that shit. Jamison goes, Lamar would kill it in Miami when he's healthy. If he plays 12 games, Sills, would I let him walk? Who, Tua or um, Lamar? I'd trade him. I'm not going to, I am not in any way paying a guy $50 million. Here, let's do, before we, before we get into the games from this past weekend, let me show you something here. Lamar Jackson. Okay, Lamar Jackson stats. And you can't say an agent told him to sit out because his agent's his mom. Okay, here's Lamar Jackson. The last three years. 2020, he missed the game. 2021, he missed... He missed four games. Hey, in 21, did they play 17 games? Yeah, they played 17. So he missed five games. In 2020, he's missed 10 ball games in the last two years. And in the last three years, he's missed 11 ball games. Okay? Games that matter. Right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying anybody that. Too much of a risk, Yell. $50 million for a guy who'll miss five ball games a year. No, thank you. As talented as he is. As talented. Hey, 
how many times do I bring up Jimmy Garoppolo's record of 46 and 19 or whatever the hell it is? Okay. Well, Garoppolo's not the healthiest guy, too. He misses games. He's not being fired in San Francisco because he sucks. He's being fired in San Francisco because he can't stay healthy. Jay goes, Sills, would you bring back Kelsey another year? I would if he wanted to. And I'd bring him back a $10 million. What he makes now, I think it's nine. I totally would bring him back. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, man. I lost respect for his ass. Okay. I I, I just I, I just lost respect for him. Okay. Stills, GT. Wouldn't you have to tag and trade and agree to the tag? GT, no, he's a free agent. His contract is up at the end of the season. When they get into March, he's a free agent. They got to deal him before March. They don't have an option on him. He he went into he's he gambled on himself. They have no structural rights. Hey, and by the way, you know how many people are so dumb in the media? Dude, Sean Payton ain't going anywhere. Okay? And you know why? Because of the Eagles. Sean Payton's not going anywhere. Yes, the Eagles are the reason he's not going anywhere. Why is that? Well, Philly got the number one pick and the Saints' number one pick. You think they're giving Sean Payton away who they have contractual rights to for free and just letting them walk out the building? No, thank you. They're going to command one, two, three, four. They're going to get a John Gruden package. And the more the media keeps propping him up as like the savior of a team, dude, the Saints are going to get wealthy again. They're going to get drafted. Whoever wants Sean Payton, you got to go through Mickey Loomis. Sean Payton doesn't have control of his destiny. He has no say. Payton to Denver. Denver has no picks. He can't go to Denver. What is Denver going to give him? Russell Wilson? What if the Broncos go like this? I'll give you Russell Wilson for Sean Payton. Would you do it? You fire Dennis Allen's ass. And you bring a quality guy in there. Okay. They need a quarterback in New Orleans. Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Pretty decent defense. Uh, you know. Uh. Tyson Hill's not cutting it. Well, here, how about this? If Denver wants Sean Payton, it's going to cost them something. And they gave all of their something to Seattle. There is no way he's going to Denver. How is he going to Denver? With what? The Saints want a first pick, a first rounder. They don't have them. Tyson Hill. I don't give a shit what it is. He's how about this? Gimmick Hill. He's a gimmick. He's a gadget guy. 
He's not a starting quarterback. Gadget Hill is the new name for the BYU dude. I think that's where he went. I don't give a shit about Tyson Hill. <laughs> I could care less. He's a bum. And he paid him $10 million. I never got that. Shit, man, we're sitting here talking about quarterbacks that are like, like Jalen Hurts. And we're talking about whether or not, you know, should we give him $35, $45 million? That's a, that's a fair debate. Giving Tyson Hill $10 million? Hey, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I almost said it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to leave it alone. It's funny, man. You don't pay gadget black quarterbacks like that. I mean, this guy's a, he's a gadget. Okay? He, he, he's a wildcat quarterback. No wildcat quarterback in NFL history has ever been paid $10 million. Absolutely crazy. I'll tell you what, man. I, and I know that Gary Cobb, and by the way, we'll look at the uh, wild card weekend, which was spectacular. And I say this to you too. All the games had a differential of 3.2 or 4, I think it was, points outside of the San Francisco game. And really, that game was bad in the second half. The strip sack kind of, it started unraveling with the rest of the football game. Shows you what playoff football was all about. And boy, there were some amazing coaching jobs. And I don't recognize the Giants team. Let's, let's bring in my friend Gary Cobb from Fox 29. Please hit the like button too, by the way. Gary, that Giant team looked like a completely different ball team. I mean, Gary, deep throws. Dan, Daniel Jones, I'm watching the game. What happened to him? Gary, I was doing this. <laughs> Is that Jalen Hurts 2.0? I, I wow. can't believe it. Your takeaway. Well, you know, he just was, uh, was on point with everything. The throws, very accurate. You look at the... Uh, quick reads. He knows where he's going with the football. And like I said, accurate throws. You know, he's got a good arm, but just accurate. You know, there are times where he's throwing the ball. Where are you going like, where was he throwing that ball? I mean, that's the Daniel Jones, which I was used to seeing, where it's like, what is he doing? You know, but you could see his decision making was very crisp. He just was um, was very sharp. And and you can see that the sharper he gets, the better you see what kind of athlete he is. He's a very good athlete. I mean, he's big and he can run. And, you know, you, you take him for granted because of all of the interceptions he was throwing and everything. You're going, ah, this guy's a joke. But you start seeing you got a quarterback. I mean, he was outstanding and he played as well as any quarterbacks uh, that's played in the playoffs thus far. I mean, he was, he was, he was tremendous. I couldn't believe Gary, the coaching, more deep throws, Martindale on the other side, bringing yeah. pressure. Kayvon Thibodeau was all over the field. I mean, to me, it came down to how well Jones played and the coaching of Brian Dable. I'm going to say this, and I'll ask you flat out here. Going into this game this weekend, mm -hmm. is, do you have the same feeling I do? I think the coaching staff, and I think the coaching staff, in my opinion, uh -huh. I think they're a threat to the Eagles this weekend. Do you? Uh, without a doubt. I, I mean, I thought that uh, Wink Martindale, uh, with the blitzing that he did against the Eagles, you know, he, he took them out of their game. He he just said, no, we're dictating what you're doing. You know, Jalen, throw the ball away. This is because we're taking away what you guys want to do. And he did a tremendous job of that. And then, you know, in the game, um, 
yesterday, you know, the, the thing that he was able to do is he didn't blitz as much. He backed off. You know, he said no. Uh, we, I guess he, he felt that they, they would have a better chance against the blitz because then you got, you know, you got Jefferson singled up. That's what they did. They went, no, nah, we are not going to let him beat us. And that's what they did. They took him away and, you know, it was able to really uh, make Minnesota play their game. And uh, and, and they were Chris, uh, you know, the, the, the first time they got the ball, when after Minnesota had marched and scored, they answered. You know, I'm going, man, that says a lot, how sharp they were and everything. And then other places, you see where they had a design of what they could do. They knew there were certain things they could do. And uh, I got to give uh, Dable just credit with, he knows where his talent is. He utilizes, he puts those guys in positions uh, to do what they, do their best, and he makes them look good. I mean, the, the, the gaps in their team, he's really covering them up with coaching and uh, I, I think without a doubt, he's probably going to be coach of the year. Uh, well, maybe he, the guy, hey, we'll get to the guy in Jacksonville in a minute, man. I'll oh, tell yeah, you yeah, what. That, yeah, that, but, 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 <laughs> but, 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 Gary, going into this game, this I said this in the last hour. Am I wrong when I say this? I think the Giants are getting better in front of our eyes. And what Eagle team are we going to get rolling into this game Saturday night? And they didn't play their best ball the last month. They've been injured. It's no shade. Yeah. It's what happened. I mean, yes. that's, I think, why this game is going to be a fourth quarter game on Saturday. Am I wrong? Well, I, I would predict that it is. I, you know, I think the Eagles could come out and be sharp enough where it's yep. not. But I don't see them losing a game where they're not in it late. But, um, but, but they got to show up. I mean, they got to prove some things uh, because we haven't seen that team in a while. You know, the team we've seen that we're – we were all struck by earlier in the season to go, and these guys could win the whole thing. You know, they could, but now we got to see them. They got to be sharp. You know, you got to have everybody on point. Uh, they got to be uh, talking defensively. They got to be sharp. They can't go out and just let the Giants dictate to them what they're going to do. Now, this is where the defense, come on. We got to dictate some things to them where you, you know, you take something away from them, you know, that they want to do. But you can't just go out there and say, okay, we're just going to not give up big plays. You can't just play just like, come on. We got to say where, you know, you're aggressive sometime. And, and they've got to be sharp with their tackling. Uh, you know Saquon Barkley is a home run hitter. You know, you cannot let him go out and, and, uh, and, and get loose. And then, you know, uh, Jones, man, you – you know, somebody's got to get in there and pound him and and hit him if he's if they want to run him and everything. Then we got to let him know, hey, this tackle football. So setting the edges, Gary, is going to be a factor. You think? Yes, this it is. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, Same for the Giants, right, too? Because they're going to have... But, Gary, yeah. here's the difference. I wonder how many design runs because of the shoulder they're going to limit Jalen to because... That takes them out of their offense a little bit, whereas Jones 
is able because he's healthier. I think that's a thing to watch on Saturday. Without How much of the game will be open to him when it comes to those RPO runs? Well, you know, this I'm, I'm guessing just like everybody else. You know, I, I'm I'm sitting here and I'm saying, man, you know, um, you know, I know Jalen is tough, and and hey, it's on the line now. You know, everything is on the line. Hey, you lose, you go home. You don't you don't play next week, so. It's going to be very interesting how they call this game. And, you know, I don't – I can't say that I can go on his body. I know how that arm is and and uh, really seeing him practice. They don't let us really see the practice. They let us see the warm-up, you know. <laughs> so how – where exactly he's at. And, uh, you know, when, when they were bringing him back, you know, they have this drill where we walk – runs through this thing and the guys are trying to knock the ball out and everything. Come on. When he was running through it, those kids or the youngsters or the assistants and stuff that are out there doing it, they know. They were just gingerly doing this. <laughs> they, they were hitting him with a feather. <laughs> they, they knew. They did not want to be the one, you know, to hit him or something and, and, and hurt it more or something. But it, what it showed me is that there was some, some, you know, they knew that there was pain there or soreness. Where he's at right now, I don't know. I don't know where he's at right now. I don't even know that he's going to know until game time exactly where he's at and if he gets hit, how he reacts and everything. But that's the Eagles season. They got to, you know, that's why I didn't want them to get away from, look, if we have to go to punch you in your mouth and we're running the ball, we don't need Jalen. We will run the ball down. You got don't get away from that. That's what they did before when they just went out and we, we pound people. They can't get away from that because ultimately, see, if he gets hurt, it comes back to where you got to be able to do that. And, and you got to be exert your will on the other team because if they can do that, then it opens up the passing game. And I think they got the Giants, see, but they got to be able to run the ball and set everything up. You know, you got to, they need a balanced attack against them. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they do it. But I'm really interested in seeing what the Eagles do. I think it's more the Eagles yep. than the Giants. Because if the Eagles go out and play at their level, I think it's higher than where the Giants I, can I get up to. I think they got more talent than what New York yeah. does. But are but you? they got to hey. show up. And you got to show up. And you got to really, what it is, is dictate to them where certain things we're going to make you do. Like, we're going to make Jones throw the ball 40 times. Yeah. You know, hey. We're taking away Saquon. Nope, he's not doing anything. And we're going to make you beat us with your arm. You know, that's but, but what doesn't they... this, Gary, set up for one thing that the, that the Eagles are not best at, stopping the run? You know, I mean, they're down in the 20s in stopping yeah. the run. So yeah. do the Giants have the secret sauce? And I'm going to throw this at you. I think the advantage this weekend, to me, I think uh -huh. the coaching advantage is on, on the – New York Giants side, and to me, I mean, the pressure's on Jalen, yeah, but I think the pressure's on that coaching staff mm -hmm. to put these guys in a position because, dude, this Giants team, they're playing better right now, and if they can't stop the run, I think this game is going to be closer. Should the Eagles win, Gary? Absolutely. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? I saw a 14-point dog give the Bills everything they wanted this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I think you make good points, Uh I think right now there's a challenge with the Eagles because, uh, you know, they know they didn't play good in that game where they played uh, the Giants, you know, a couple weeks ago. 
They didn't they didn't play uh, their best football. They got to mm. play much better. And really, you know, it's the challenge to themselves. I mean, do they want to get up on the level they're going to need to get to if they want to win a championship? And that means it's above the Giants level. So they got to go out and they got to play on that level where, yeah, they're playing against the Giants, but really they're playing against taking their level up to higher. So, so yeah, they, they should be able to slow down that Giants uh, run game, you know, because the, the Giants don't have a great offensive line. No. So, but, but, the, but they got to go out and guys got to be getting off blocks, making plays. They got to be sharp. And we're going to see just, you know, how good they are. We're going to find out a lot about this team. And this is what it's all about. Every everybody's got to come out with their best game now, and we're gonna see. We're gonna find a lot about the Eagles. We're really getting to know this team. Yes, they did show <clears throat> some things during the regular season, but now is the time. Absolutely, man. Now is I mean, the time. Hey, and, you know. Hey, Gary, yeah. tell me if you think this 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 comment that I'm gonna make here to you is over the top, or do you think there's something to it? The coaching job. Doug Peterson has won 10 ball games in Jacksonville mm-hmm. and now is going against Big Red in Kansas City in the divisional round. And I'm making this comment. If the Eagles do not win the Super Bowl, I think it's because of coaching. And you fired the guy that could have took you across the finish line because you just didn't want to be patient with him and share the wealth with him. You know, here's a prime example, Gary. You know the Eagles longer than me. Howie is a master at building it, ripping it down. Building Mm -hmm. it, ripping it down. Same thing Doug got caught in that collateral damage. Yeah. Is it over the top and over the line when I'm saying this? Dude, you you have a coach who's going to dominate that division who could be the coach of the year. He's won 10 games, Gary. I know. I know. Now, now I'll say this about Doug. Is um, I, I think Doug is a tremendous coach. The thing about it is Doug wanted to be more. He wanted more power. He wanted to decide who's who, how he's going to bring in. See, and that's really, I think, the, the thing. It was the whole thing was uh, regards to the, the coaches. They were getting into it. But who was going to be his assistant coaches? And regards to player, you know, like uh, having a hand, more of a power on, on, on who's going to be playing and that sort of thing. So, uh, Gary, it's okay for Howie to dip his beak in the coaching room, but it's See, not okay for Doug to dip his beak in the personnel room. Well, that's that's what you're talking about right there and how we won. And and and, and you make a good point in that, you know, uh, here Doug is going down there, uh, what he's done in Jacksonville. I mean, if they find any way to be, even to be in the game against Kansas City, uh, it's going to be amazing. Uh, but the fact that they pulled that game out, that was just, I mean, that was brilliant coaching. I, he had to do a tremendous job, you know, to um, to come back the way they did in that game. So, you know, you got to give Doug credit. You got to give him all the credit in the world. And, you know, he uh, he makes a great connection with players. You got to, I mean, he's pulling things out of guys that I don't think they knew they had. Hey, Gary, I, I talked to some coaches on that staff down there. And in the locker room when they were down 27, he was saying this. It's not about winning the game. It's about winning the moment. Win the moment. Win the series. Win the play. Don't worry about the game. Don't worry about win the moment. We'll get another moment. Get a three and out. Let's let's worry about being the best we can for the next three minutes. Then add another three minutes on. And then before you know it, you're on a roll again. And you know the thing? I you tell me you're around them all the time. Yeah. I mean, 
he just seems believable. Well, like you, you know, believe him. You know, that's the thing is he <clears throat> connects with players to where they believe he gets them believing. I mean, he 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 does just a great job. And, and you know what? He's he he knows how to connect with the different guys, you know, uh, from having been in the league about how to connect with certain players, you know, that he'll study guys as to how to connect with them. And he's not he he's not a heavy tone. He's he's not heavy on it. He's heavy when he needs to be. He might call a guy in when he sees the guy getting outside of the, the guy that he needs him to be. But for the most part, he's delicate about his his advice and he gets guys wanting to enjoy it, meaning they're enjoying playing. They're enjoying uh, you know, the c- contributions they're making. And and of course, he gets them to believe. They start believing. And and that's what it's all about. I mean, that's what coaching is. And and now uh as you know, as things have changed more and more. You can't be too heavy-handed on guys, you know, or you lose some of them. And he's not too heavy. He's light. But the big thing he does is he gradually, he gets them all believing, man. And they're enjoying it. And, and they're believing. And, and he does a great job of that. And you got to give him credit for it because he's done some amazing things. I mean, just with that, I mean, for them to come back and win that game or, and, and to, uh, to take the Eagles to the Super Bowl the way he had, you know he's got a special talent in a certain way. And I believe it's with that connection with with the with the players. He does a great job of that. You know what, Gary? <clears throat> to me, the playoffs look like the most important thing you can have is momentum. And it just like you know, the Giants got on a momentum. Yeah. Um, the Niners, yeah, they were they got on a momentum after that yes. strip sack yes. against Seattle. They got it's like momentum. Oh, you start yeah. getting it. That's the one thing that I think you and me, when we look at the Eagles. Yeah, they've kind of lost that momentum since Chicago, and they, and I mean, this is like you said, we're gonna find out really Saturday night if they can get that momentum. They That's were right. on a roll, dude. They were on a roll. I mean, they were and, on a roll. And see, the guy that was leading the role was Jalen. See, and for yeah. him to get hurt, it changed the dynamics. And so now, can they get it back? You know, how long will it take for them to get it back? You know, uh, is it gonna it's gonna be a struggling first half? And then they find it in the second half. You know, we don't know. So that is the big thing we want to see. Can they get back and they start start having the big plays downfield uh, like they were doing where, you know, regardless of what the other team does, they counter and boom, it's a big play. You know, uh, the way the offense w- was rolling like that. And then defensively where they're getting after people, you know. So that's what we're going to see. But that's that's the fun of it, man. And uh, And, you know, the Giants are going to be – you know, they're going to be a worthy opponent, meaning their team that we just saw, they're capable of winning the game. I mean, they, they're playing they totally their best football, and the Eagles are going to have to take it up. But but like I said, it's not even about the Giants. It's the Eagles needed yeah. to get back up there to where they were at. Finally yeah. here, Gary. Yeah. How important – and who do you think – and what staff has the advantage here that it's a divisional opponent here? I mean – because that's what makes these – that's what that first half – Seattle just didn't have enough horses to hang with San Francisco for Correct. 60 minutes of ball. But they hung for 30. They hung so for 30. I right. think it was because it's a divisional opponent. Yeah. And now that you've got a chance to see them a couple times on what they're trying to accomplish with the RPOs. By the way, I think Dable has taken, like I told you earlier, I think he's taken some of the plays out of what they're doing in Philly. Daniel Jones looks like Jalen Hurts. That was a stat line. <laughs> Like Jalen Hurts. That's right. 
That's right. And that's what he's done. And he's, you see that they have, uh, they, they've just had some brilliant plays that they've drawn up. And even with their receivers, with some of the crossing routes, and, and it seems like their offense has advanced. You know, it surely that, has. they weren't doing all of this earlier. And, and I mean, that first touchdown by Saquon Barkley, that run to get him outside like that. I mean, that was a nice play. I hadn't seen them do that. And, and I had seen him block in the O-line like that, Gary. I mean, the O-line showed up. That's why I'm going like, who are, who are these guys? I thought we were playing the same team they played earlier in the season. So that's what's going to be interesting. So your points about the coaching, I, I think it's going to play a game. It's going to play a hand in there. And uh, they've done a tremendous job coaching up there in New York. You know, so they are going to have some plays that are designed – that, that will probably work, as chances are, because you see they got a, a great design in some of the plays that they had, and, and you and you got uh, two guys who are really the key to their offenses, you know, Jones and Barkley. That's 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 their offense, really. So Absolutely. Gary? The Eagles have to show up and take their game to another level. And the whole thing is, uh, because if, if they're going to have any chance of beating the Niners, they got to get up there. They got to take their game to another level. So they might as well do it against the Giants. You think the Eagles are better than the Niners or no? This kid, Daniel, I'm, hey, this kid, Brock Purdy, he ain't I, coming I, back. Hey, I couldn't say that right now because uh, the Niners have been on a roll. You know, the Eagles got to get back on a roll, see? Now, if they get back on a roll, then, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting because they could beat the Niners because, you know, I see certain they things. They 11th straight, Gary. I know, I know. Uh, but, you know, I've seen them uh, where at times, I mean, look at uh, Seattle, the way they were able to play that first half. So, you know, they are, they do have, you know, uh, there are times you can be beat, but you're going to have to be on top of your game if you're going to beat them. And the Eagles going to have to be playing at the top level in order to do it. So they might as well start it against the Giants. Absolutely. Gary, I appreciate it. I can't wait right. for Saturday night. Lincoln Financial. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Hey, and that crowd better be over there making a lot of noise. I, the guys need to start yelling now. Get that voice up there. Make a hey, lot of real noise. real quick, before I let yeah. you go, because yeah. the next opponent's going to be the winner of the uh, Cowboys and the Buccaneers. <laughs> Who do you got tonight? I tell you, you know, the, the Cowboys have just been uh, turning the ball over too much. I think they're going to give it to the uh, – to uh, Tampa Bay, you know, because I, I don't think uh, Tom and them are going to turn the ball over a lot. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Tampa because uh, the way Dak and them have been turning that ball over, if they're going to do that, you know, but I, I think ultimately, uh, you know, it, it, it probably would be tight, but I, I'm going to say Tampa. Two important people are back, the center and Via Veda. Stopping the run, running yeah. the ball for play action. Yeah. It's that something to keep an eye on tonight. I appreciate it, Gary. We'll catch you next week, my friend. Hey, have a good one. You got it. That is Gary Cobb. Absolutely. Ah, we'll talk more about that game here in a minute. I want to look at the weekend games too with you guys. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. 
call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at mesalaw.com. Mesa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. National Football Show. Appreciate y'all coming in. Thank you so much. We'll look at the games at the top of the hour, okay? I want to throw this at you. What quarterback do you think played the best this past weekend? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Brock Purdy. 
Okay. Brock Purdy has a playoff win and Jalen Hurts doesn't. Okay. Daniel Jones has a playoff win and Jalen Hurts doesn't. The least accomplished player in the postseason, next to Skylar Thompson, is Jalen Hurts. That's a fact. The quarterback with the least amount of success in the playoffs currently is the quarterback in Philly. Quarterback in San Francisco threw for four touchdowns and won a playoff game. I mean, okay, Justin Herbert has... Well, Justin Herbert, too, yes. 0-1, an atrocious second half. Justin Herbert, too, correct. Hurts, but now that's left. Going into divisional round, Jalen Hurts is the least experienced quarterback. Or he's, I should say, not the least experienced. Has had the least success of any quarterback because at least if, if Dak wins, he's had some, not great. Brady, of course, he's got 35 wins. <laughs> this guy's got more wins personally than most teams in the league. I think there's only three teams in the league that have more wins than Brady. The quarterback with the least amount of success in the postseason currently that's going to be playing this coming weekend is Jalen Hurts. Put that in your hat and smoke it. Wow. (laughs) And his postseasons, college and pro, they've not been very good. He has not had success in the postseason his entire career. Any game... Trevor Lawrence has won a national championship. Joe Burrow's won a national title and an AFC championship. He's now back in the divisional round again with the Bengals. Mahomes is accomplished as all get out. Small sample size? I mean, I'm talking about any time he's ever played in the postseason, he's never performed well. There's a lot riding on this. I think it's going to be interesting to see how this whole story plays out. You guys keep telling me, oh, my God, Jalen's the MVP. Well, he better, man, because he's the least experienced guy left. Interesting. You keep telling me he's an MVP and hasn't done anything in the postseason. Anything. And he's playing hurt. Still feel comfortable? Okay. By the way, it's not shade. It's 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 actually your legacies are built in the postseason, not the regular season. What you do, like, would we not agree that Brady 35? You know, can I tell you what I think Brady's greatest accomplishment besides those seven Super Bowls? I think it's incredible 
that Brady has as many wins personally in the postseason as the Dallas Cowboys do as a franchise. They both have 35 postseason wins. That is unbelievable. Like the greatest accomplishment Michael Jordan has is six NBA titles and six NBA MVPs. I mean, the 70 win team, it's the greatest team of all time. Some would go, what about the Golden State? Well, they didn't win the title that year. Cavs came back and beat them. Cavs came back and beat them. Jordan's greatest record is that 70-win basketball team, and then they went out and closed the door and won the championship. One of the greatest, one of the greatest regular seasons and postseasons of all time. Got to win a title, man. Tom Brady's biggest nightmare has to be losing to Eli Manning and going 17-1. and Has to be his greatest failure as a professional. I mean, you're on the brink of a David Tyree catch to end what would have been the greatest moment in NFL history, going undefeated in 18-0. Has to be his biggest nightmare. Losing to Nick wasn't good. Okay? 72 wins. You can keep the 72 wins, dog. They didn't win shit with it. They stumbled to the finish, and they were up 3-1. They were up 3-1 against the Cavs. Draymond does Draymond, or Draymond does Joey Boza. Turn the series around. Turn the whole series around. Jalen Hurts, man. I'll tell you this. If Jalen Hurts shits the bed Saturday night, I'm not paying him. No, 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 no. I'm going to make a play out the rest of his rookie year. You don't like it? Hey, Clutch Sports, you can kiss my ass because we're going to run this back. And if you don't like it the way it's run back, we have contractual rights over you. And nobody in the open market is going to pay $50 million for Jalen Hurts. Nobody. Because nobody has the team that he has in Philly. Okay? Nobody has the team or the offense or the patience. He ain't getting $40 million in the open market. Are you nuts? Dimes Jones could do what he's doing, I think. Here, before that sounds stupid, let me do this. Let me roll that back and go. Let me see him do it again Saturday night. Let me see him do it again Saturday night. Jalen it on a consistent basis. Okay? Well, until he got to the playoff game, then he got destroyed. Okay? No, nah, no, nah, Joshua, I'm not going to say that again. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, we'll hang in there. We'll hang in there. Well, what, hey, watch this. Here's what I'll be watching. Yeah, yeah, you're damn right. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that back because Jalen, I want to see Dimes Jones do it again. Because that was too perfect of a ball game. And the Eagles don't have a shitty D like that. Vikings team. The Vikings have a shitty defense. That's a shitty defense. They couldn't stop anybody. The Eagles can. Well, they're not great at stopping the run. But neither were the Vikings. Okay. I don't know where 
the Giants got that old line from. I have no idea. I have not seen. And, and the kid from Alabama, he looks like another stiff offensive tackle from Alabama again. You could put him right next to Leatherwood. He's getting killed out there. It looks like that Miami Hurricane guy that the Giants drafted years ago. That kid Flowers, he sucked too. That kid Flowers sucked. I agree with you, Malcolm. I think the Vikings have been kind of like the cardiac team all year long. Never bought them. Okay? Hurt's biggest hater. Once he does that, you'll need to see something else. The nerve of you. (laughs) Hey, here, let me see if I got a napkin for you. Here you go, kid. Here. Here, here, here you go. You need to wipe your tears away, Brian? (laughs) The nerve of you. (laughs) Really? Well, stick around a little bit. The nerve of you. Here, here. Let me, let me, let me, let me get Brian here. You. The nerve of you. Very proper. (laughs) What, what, because Jalen hasn't done anything in the postseason? Hey, hey, Sills. Philly's going to win it for Nick Foles. I'd bring Nick Foles back um, in the offseason. I'd bring him back. He'd be my backup quarterback in Philly. Jalen wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay? He wouldn't have a problem with that. Plus, you'd have a, a favorite on the bench, and plus somebody the organization loves and trusts. Why not bring him back? You couldn't go any worse than Nick Foles as your backup quarterback to Jalen Hurts. I mean, shit. Okay? You couldn't. And it just seems this, hey, every time he's in Philly, that guy plays like a – dude, I don't know what it is. Every time he's in Philadelphia, the guy looks like he's uh, Ron Jaworski. He's anywhere else. He, this guy blows out loud. Okay. <clears throat> 85, Dan, we can't account for Hertz. Well, wait a minute, 85. So you're under the assumption that Jalen is going to be full go and they're not going to limit him in the RPOs. That's an assumption. Take the assumption of yours. That's an assumption. All right. Number three, let's look at some of the weekend games. We got a ton of stuff still to hit on here. I want to reset too because I think the Giants did really play well. Do me a favor, hit the like button. Hour three, keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Some of you guys really, uh, you know, you 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 cry a lot when somebody says something that you don't like. Very, 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 very sad for you. It's okay, man. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You'll be all right. But twenty percent of your fan base are whiners, whiners, criers, um, delusional. See, Cowboy fans are 80% that. Criers, whiners, delusional. At least the Eagle guys are only around 20. Cowboy guys, like 90% all that. Delusional. <laughs> whiners. Criers. Okay? I mean, you're talking Jalen? He's the most accomplished nobody I've ever met. <laughs> ah! Hurts is the most accomplished nobody I've ever seen, Cilio. 14 and 1. What does that mean? You don't even get a hat for that. <laughs> okay? Jalen Hurts doesn't even win a hat for that. He's 14 and 1. <laughs> Ant? Daniel, what Daniel Jones did in Minnesota 
is 10 times better than what Jalen did with that 14 and one. It's a playoff win. Legacies are built in the playoffs, not in a regular season. Nobody gives a shit about what you do. <laughs> it's a gilded t-shirt with the NFC East. Oh, that's no, wait a minute. Yeah, you get an NFC East shirt. NFC East, congratulations. We won the East. Yeah. Won the East. Yeah, you and Doug have won a division title together. Way to go. Doug won his first. And Doug won a playoff game before Nick did. Oh. <laughs> Don't lose, Nick. <laughs> I will kill that guy on Monday. Okay? Oh, he's first. Gannon's second. Steichen's third. And Jalen's like 10th. This is going to come down to coaching. If you shit the bed Saturday, the Giants have the better coaching staff. It's evident. It's evident. Shit, they made a game of it in a playoff game that you guys had to win. Let's go back. Let's go back. By the way, I think that game is now more significant than what people are talking about. You know, the last game of the regular season, when they made the game competitive with, like, um, their practice squad team, and some dude named Webb, and you had to win the game. It was more vital that you won the game than the Giants. They didn't even give a shit. They waved a white flag. We're not playing anybody, which they didn't. Dude, that team that they put on the field against Minnesota, I didn't recognize them. I didn't recognize them. Made a game of it. Made a game of it. Win a playoff game first, dog, before you start barking about how good you are. This is about what you're going to – this is about who you are and what you've done and what you've done. You've done dick. You haven't done anything yet. They won a playoff game on the road. That's a big deal. Brock Purdy winning a playoff game. That's a big deal. Nobody knew. I I said, too, when's this guy going to look like a rookie quarterback? He looks anything like it. He looks nothing like it. Dimes Jones. Dude, I goof on that guy. I think he's a bum. Now I'm like this. And I agree with you guys. And I agree with you. I want to do this. Let me see it again. Let me see it again. Let me see it a little more consistently. 24, 35, 301, two touchdowns, 114 QB rating. In his first playoff game, what was Hertz's first playoff game? What was it, like 23 of 46, 258, one touchdown, two picks, 60 QBR? Eh. <laughs> 17 carries, 78 yards, 4-6 a carry. Who are these guys? Hoggins? Hoskins. What's his name? Isaiah what? Hey, catches 105. This guy's throwing the trash cans. Slayton, who? Four catches, 88 yards. I mean, who are these guys? Seriously, I have no idea. Dude, Galladay, I actually saw him get on the field and actually give a shit. He knocked somebody. Dude, what? whatever got into that guy. 
He was knocking guys out in the secondary. I mean, running dudes over. I couldn't believe it. He actually gave a shit. That guy was like Jesse James since he's been a giant. And what I mean by that is Jesse James at least used a gun when he robbed banks. This kid Galladay is robbing him with a smile. Hey, give me my paycheck. <laughs> Seriously, at least Jesse James used a gun. Right? I mean, who's he throwing to? Dimes Jones. Hmm. This guy's more accomplished in the postseason than Jalen Hurts. That's crazy. That's a fact, though. Guys keep going, well, Jalen's he's better. We're not in the postseason yet. That's not factual. Or like my boy Tone says, technically. <laughs> technically, you're right, Sills. Holiday got Dave Gettleman blue as the GM of the New York Giants. It's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible. I knew this would be the angle. No, you didn't. How would you know? He played well. What are you going to do? Shit on the guy who playing at a QB 140? What do you mean? What do you mean angle? They've played better than you down the stretch. Last month, dank. The Eagles haven't played well. Injuries to your quarterback, your O-line, your secondary. No, we're still the same team. How dumb. You lose Lane Johnson, and Dank still thinks you're the same team. Really? Who in their right mind would say that? That's actually disrespectful to Lane. He's the best player on your football team. No, I just knew you'd say he just as good. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I said he did the same things in the game against the Vikings. Dank. So it lands for you. Because people tell me you talk shit on me. It's okay, Dank. I don't really care. But to clarify, so you don't have your own personal narrative like people on the internet do, I said this. He played like Jalen Hurts 2.0. 300 passing yards, 71 rushing. And he looked like Jalen. The problem with him is, let's see it consistently. That's what I said. Okay? And if he was in Philadelphia with the skill set that he has, he's faster than Hurts. He's bigger. He's 6'5". I think he could do a lot of the same things Jalen does. The problem with that take is we have to see it. I want to see him do it again Saturday night. That's all. That's all. I think Daniel Jones throws the ball better than Jalen. I think he's faster. His 40 time, if you go back to the combines, I looked it up. Jones is faster. Daniel Jones runs a faster 40 yards than what Jalen Hurts does. And he's a bigger dude. I don't know. Those are factual. That's a that's a fact. And 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 here, look at Ron. Ron, all you got to do is Google it, dude. If you know how to use the internet, just Google it. Google it. I saw his combine numbers. 
The combine numbers are posted. Here. Let's do it for all because there's a guy here putting a false narrative out. What's Daniel Jones' combine 40? Okay. What's Jalen Hurts' 40? According to NFL.com. Okay. He squats 600. Let's get into this. Let's go into the games. Saturday. 49ers. Are they the best team? Are they the best team in the NFL? Are the 49ers the best team? Here's what I can't do, okay? Here's what I can't do. I can't call the San Francisco. Wait a minute. Well, the Niners have won 11 straight. The Niners have won 11 straight ball games. The Eagles are 2-2 two and two in the last four. Who's, who's, who's better? I got to keep it real. The Niners look good. Okay. Would I take Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy? Yes. Yes. Brock Purdy, though, 332 yards, three touchdowns, playoff win, 41-23. Look at Niners. Wait a minute. Niners, you guys haven't lost in three months? You guys haven't lost in three months? Wow. Um, They do look good and will be a challenge. Dank. Can I tell you, Dank? I think you'll be favored by two and a half if it's 49ers and Eagles. And if the Eagles are healthy, it is going to be one whale of a ball game. It's going to be one whale of a ball game. The Niners and the Eagles, in my opinion... Could be the Super Bowl. That game could be better than the Super Bowl game in Glendale. Okay? It could be better. Could be better. Those two teams, I mean it, man. And you know what it might come down to? You know what it might come down to? Who's the healthiest? Right? Who's the healthiest? Because if the Eagles get healthy and they look like the September, October Eagles, I would say this to you, man. Hey, that football team, that football team and the Eagles are going to put a show on. I think it comes down to health between those two. Okay, let's let's put a matchup here. And by the way, 41-23, let's put a matchup. Can the Eagles defend? Here's the three weapons. Do you think that Eagle defense can defend the running back they have? Christian McCaffrey, 
Kittle, Debo Samuel, do you think that the Eagles are capable? You don't have linebackers that can cover Kittle. You have linebackers that can cover Christian McCaffrey. And you're suspect on stopping the run. That's the Achilles heel to this Eagle team. Limit them. Keep them under 65 plays. You can beat them. If you keep them under 65 plays, you'll beat Philly. The key to beating Philly is up front. Time of possession, keeping them off the field. If you have more plays than Philly, you'll beat them. That's been a challenge for every team this year. You know, it's easy for me to sit here and say that, but it's been very difficult for other teams to to execute that. They've not been able to. Okay, they've not been able to. So, now let's turn around. Do the 49ers have the defensive front to stop the run? They do. Do the... 49ers have the pass rush to get to to get to um, Jalen Hurts. They do. Do they have the linebackers to cover Goddard? They do. The big difference, in my opinion, is AJ and Devontae running in the secondary. I personally don't believe that the 49ers have somebody that could stop A.J. Brown, okay? That one DB that made, help me out, Niner, that one DB that um, made the Pro Bowl, I think he's a safety, is probably the best player that's back there. But I think A.J. could be the difference in that game for Philly on offense. But here's the deal. Philadelphia's got to run the ball, and I don't think you're going to be able to run the ball against San Francisco. And I think San Francisco is going to run the ball against Philly. Okay? They have all year. They're, you can't stop the run. You have it all year. Here, let me see what the ranking is on what the Eagles are against the run this year. What is the Philadelphia Eagles 2022 rush defense ranking? Um, Yale, do you know that? Here's the rush. Here, here it is. The top rush defense in the NFL is Tennessee. San Francisco's two. And the Eagles are 16th. It's improved, actually, from 24 before you got Sue. So it's around, they're tied for 16th with Tampa, the Jets. So they give up 100, how much, how much? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, this is the whole season. Okay. They give up 121 yards a game. San Francisco gives up 79 yards a game. San Francisco is superior to the Eagles in stopping the run. That's the game right there between those two teams. If Philly can establish the run and put 150 yards on San Francisco, they'll win. If San Francisco establishes the run against Philadelphia, they'll win. That's what the game is going to be. 
Okay? Yeah, Joshua, 16th, not horrible. Anything under 135 yards, you're you're okay. Okay? You're okay, 135. Anything under 135, 121's not horrible in today's NFL. That's not horrible. You don't want to see it up over a C-note, but look, 160 yards. Like, look at this. Look at the Rams. 115, that's not too bad. Like, look at look at Chicago. Here goes here, this goes back to, to my nightmare game for the Eagles against Chicago. Chicago gives up 157 yards a game, rushing the ball, and the Eagles are throwing it. What Einstein thought that was a good game plan. Then you get your quarterback injured. Who thought that would they're 31st against the run? Who in their right mind thinks that, that that was a good game? Or a good game plan? Makes no sense. How are the Niners against running quarterbacks? Pretty good. They're second in the league. Yeah, well, you're missing the point. There's more stars on the Niners defense than there are in the Eagles. Hassan Reddick is not Nick Boza. Not near. They're better stopping the run than you. Their linebackers are superior to you. At every level, they have a pro bowler. You don't. They have a first-team pro bowler at every level on defense. Every level. You don't. You don't. They have the best offensive tackle in the game. They've got the best dual threat running back in the game. They got a wide receiver that is very compatible and comparable to A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is not better than Debo Samuel. He's not. They're the same. And I think the three guys that are the same, I think D.K. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, and Debo are the same dude. I think they're the same dude. Okay? Niners have four four first-team All-Pros. Okay? Dank. First-team All-Pros. You have Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and who else? Who else is a first-team All-Pro? Who else? Who else? I missed it. Kelsey, Lane Johnson. Who else? They've got Trent Williams. Nick Boza. Fred Warner. The safety. The four first, first team all pros. Eagles have two. Okay, I mean, and if Kittle's healthy, Kittle, well, if Goddard's healthy too. Goddard, I think Goddard was having a better year than Kittle. I think those two guys are pretty good. I mean, they're pretty compatible with one another. Okay? Eagles did not have three. Where are you getting three from? Now, the NFL Players Association had Slay on it, okay? They had Slay on it. So I count that as an all-pro team. I do. But then the fullback, 
for the um, 49ers also made that all pro team. So it would be five for the Niners. That fullback the Niners have would make it five on the NFL PA team. <clears throat> Slay was all pro on the NFL Players Association, not on the all, not on the AP team. San Francisco played running backs from the NFC West. <laughs> You're damn right. That kid Walker, who um, that kid Walker um, is going to be the NFL Rookie of the Year. How many full, how many fullbacks in the league? I mean, yeah, but 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 Tone, he he's kind of responsible for a lot of the run game and opening people up. Okay, let's move on here. Purdy was great in the second half. 332, three touchdowns. I think he had one rushing too. It was unbelievable. Jacks come back from 27 down. And they end up beating the Chargers 31-30. Trevor Lawrence, 288 yards, four touchdowns. And kept believing, and I'll say this again to you, Trevor Lawrence never lost his patience. And guess what? He's a gunslinger, man. He just kept firing away. And from what I'm being told, those guys that cover the uh, Jags, Doug kept telling them, I don't give a shit how many picks you throw. Keep firing away because you're going to hit it eventually. Keep firing. You know the confidence you have? You know the confidence you have when you have a head football coach that goes like this to you? Keep firing away, dude. Just keep firing away. Keep firing away. I love it, man. Good for him. Jags move on to the divisional round. On Sunday, Bills hold off the Dolphins. 34-31. I know you guys think Josh Allen sucked. 352 yards, three touchdowns. Here's what you say about Josh Allen's performance. Not as Remember, he went into this football game and his playoff time with 14 touchdowns and only one turnover. He leaves with this win now with 17 touchdowns and thir- and three turnovers in five games in six in five games. So when you say that he hasn't done anything, he's got 17 postseason touchdowns to three interceptions. And he threw for 352 yards. <laughs> and 17 touchdowns in five games to three interceptions. Unbelievable. Didn't have his best game, and he still threw for 352 yards. <laughs> well. You lost to Tyler Heineke. You guys keep forgetting that. You lost to Tyler Heineke. And almost to a dude named Webb. And Andy Dalton beat you. <laughs> Andy Dalton and Tyler Heineke beat the Eagles this year. <laughs> well, you know, they struggled, you know, against, against Skylar Thompson. Well, you lost to Andy Dalton and Tyler Heineke. Tyler Heineke. <laughs> Tyler Heineke. Bill's got to protect the football better, though. You guys are right there. You are. 
Giants, amazing football game against the shitty Vikings defense. 31-24. Times Jones. Let me get these numbers again. Here's Jalen Hurts' numbers. I mean, Daniel Jones' numbers. 24-35. 301. Two touchdowns. 114 quarterback ranking. Went for 17 carries, 78 yards. I got to look something up here for a second. He was dynamic in that game. I can't believe it. I got to look something up here for. Hold on here. Here's. um. Where are those numbers? Let me take a look at something here. This is Jalen Hurts. Oh, here we go. So Daniel Jones's first playoff game, 24 of 35, 301, two touchdowns, 114 quarterback ranking, rushed for 17 carries, 78 yards. Okay, here's Jalen Hurts' first postseason game. 43 attempts, 23 completions, 258, 53.5 completion percentage, one touchdown, two picks, QBR 60, record 0-1. All right. Hope he picks it up. Hope he picks it up. <laughs> Hope he picks it up. Hey, wait a minute. East Candom. What's the best postseason moment Jalen's ever had? SEC title game when, um, what's his name, put him in for Tua. And he saved that game. Other than that, they've been terrible. Terrible. Ravens have a chance to beat the Bengals. And this was a defensive football play that turned that thing around. 24-17, tough game. I don't really think Joe Burrow played all that hot in that ball game. I really don't. I don't think he really played all that hot. I don't, I don't think he played. Yeah, look who they played. What do you mean, look who they played? They played the Bucs? Okay, fair enough. Well, you may get the Bucs again. You don't want the Bucs. I'd rather play Dallas. Oh, then again, wait a minute. Dak owns the Eagles. He's 8-3. and three. Hmm. Jalen's never beaten them, too. And Brady, well, against Jonathan Gannon? I don't know. I I don't know, man. Who'd you rather have? If you take care of business against the Giants this weekend, who would you rather have? Dallas or Tom Brady? I'd rather beat whoever's to the link. <laughs> okay. You're lucky the Giants are coming. Well, no. The right team's coming. Because I never thought the Vikings were gonna do any. I thought that the Eagles would have blew. The Giants have a better chance of beating the Eagles than the Vikings do, but I don't think they do. I never at any time today said the Giants can the Giants will beat the Eagles on Saturday. I never at any time said that. And I won't. And I won't say that. Give Hurts an opportunity to play this week. It's only a second playoff game. That was John Jones's first playoff game. That was Brock Purdy's playoff game. Gets a Super Bowl coach. 
Brock Purdy threw for four touch or three touchdowns at 332. Dude, you don't have the coaching staff that you think you do. You don't. You fired the guy who would have gave would have made your hey, if Doug Peterson was still the head football coach in Philly, the chances of you winning the Super Bowl would have been 10 times more. Instead, you got you got bookworms and CPAs as your guy as your head coach in DC and OC and like, do you know what I think Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon would do in another life? They would make like maps. <laughs> they would make like, like maps, like, like, like Google Chrome maps for like GPSs or they would be like accountants. I don't know how the, Hey, I have no, dude, there's no way one of those guys is going to be successful because I don't believe them. But they're the analytical guy. Dude, Leslie Frazier should be a head coach again. Leslie Frazier should get a shot. The D coordinator in San Francisco should get a shot. Okay? He should get a shot. Brian Flores should get a shot. Jim Caldwell should get a shot. You think any of those coaches I just named, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon, are better than? Come on, man. Not even remotely close. Not even close. I'll tell you what. I'd rather hire a guy who failed at a job before as an NFL head coach than a guy who's never been in an important role in his life or has had experience. When Mike Shanahan got the job in Denver, he shit the bed with the Raiders. But that didn't stop Pat Bowen from hiring him. Okay? It didn't stop him. And when Bill Walsh got the job in San Francisco, Bill Walsh was the offensive coordinator in Cincinnati for Paul Brown. These guys today, if you can wear the knee pads of the GM and walk around the office all day on your knee pads, the chances of you getting a job are tremendous. If you don't wear certain knee pads in some of these NFL front offices, there's no chance you're getting a job. Like, you have to wear knee pads in Philly to get that job. You have to wear knee pads. That's why Doug's not in Philly. Doug said, I'm not wearing them. Not me, dude. You got the wrong dude. Doug goes, no, not happening. And that's what, and that's where the fight was. And by the way, you ain't picking my coaching staff. Yes, I am. You don't really think Nick Sirianni picked his coaching staff, do you? That guy's got no say in the building. He's got no say. He didn't hire the staff. How he did. See, that's the problem. Like when Gary was on, here's a prime example of the problem in Philly. See, how he can dip his beak into the coaching room. But when the coaches do that to the personnel side, he gets his panties in a bind. That's called the guy who was insecure. That's an insecure dude. And that's why he fires everybody. Gets rid of them all. Towie. And that's why he stands out front of the locker room. Waving at everybody. My team, my team. I did this. Me, I did it. My guy. I hired him. He's my guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a blowhard. Seriously, what a blowhard. 
It's a top-down structure. Okay, let's take a look at that. It's a top-down structure. How many times do you think that gets in the way? So, dude, I'll tell you, Yale, my problem with Roseman, he gets credit for burning the house down and then building it back up. There's no consistency to it. And your teams aren't built for long-term runs. Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles are never built for long-term runs. The only time they were built for long-term runs was under Andy. Because Andy had stability in the room and he had say as the coach. Him and Joe Banner built it together. There was some type of structure and a better, I would say there was a better working relationship with Joe Banner and Andy Reid than Andy Reid and Howie Roseman or Roseman and any coach. Howie doesn't have very good working relationships unless the coach is his boy. Yeah, Malcolm goes, at least he builds it back up. Okay, you're right. But there's no consistent winning. Well, that's not true. Since 2000, the Eagles have won more playoff games than every team in the NFC East combined. Giants have more Super Bowls. But I think the Eagles have probably been more – no, not probably, have been. It's a formula. It works. Okay. Okay, but you're never going to build a dynasty like that. 16 free agents this year. They're, they're, you understand, the Eagles are tearing this down in the offseason again. The team is being torn down again. There's a ton of free agents. The whole 16 of the 22 guys are free agents. That's a ton of dudes. That's a ton of dudes. Both Banner and Reed were too stubborn, which is why we never won. Okay. Stubborn? You don't think Howie Rose was stubborn? You fired a coach who won 10 games in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Would we not consider Jacksonville the shittiest football team in NFL history? Doug Peterson has a team in the divisional round That's the shittiest franchise in NFL history. I would probably think, wouldn't you, that the the Jags have had more first-round picks and first picks overall than any team in NFL history? Joseph goes, no one is building a dynasty anymore. It's free agency. You don't think what Andy Reid is doing in Kansas City is not a dynasty? Andy Reid has been to how many conference championship games? Is it five now? How many? How many is it four? How many conference championships? Uh, how, how many conference championship games does that guy have to get into? I mean, he's he's been to he's been in a conference championship game four years in a row. Five years, is it? That's not a dynasty? Okay. You're building free agency? I think you build with a quarterback. Once you have the quarterback, you can lose Tyreek Hill. Dude, Kansas City's never going to shit the bed. The only way they're going to shit the bed is something happens to Mahomes. Mahomes is always going to throw you into a title game. 
That guy's always going to throw you into a title game. And as much as you guys hate on Josh Allen, Josh Allen is 14-3. and three. Well, he throws the ball. He has a lot of turnover. He's 14-3. and three. You tell me about your jigged-up stats, and you tell me about all the stats in Philly. Okay. He's got turnover issues. When they clean it up, my God, are they going to go undefeated? He's 14 and three. 14 and three. Three chips in five years is a dynasty. Cowboys, the probably the last, well, besides the, besides the, uh, the pants, the Cowboys, three and five years when the Cowboys won that. Yeah. 14 to one means nothing. You get a nice little t-shirt that won the East. Doug's got a conference. Hey, Doug did as much as he did this year. Let's take a time out. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, We prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Post Game Show 
with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Angelo's right. <laughs> Angelo's right. He told me it was like stealing for 30 years. <laughs> oh, he's so right, man. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Big cells. Hit the like button. I, I don't know, man. Can I even get through it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it, I'll tell you this man I'll, I'll give you guys credit for this Philadelphia is the greatest sports market Sports talk market in America And if I had to put Places that I'd want to talk It'd be Buffalo, New York I know this is going to sound crazy I don't want to talk in New York you think really there's you think there's really a lot of great giant fans in New York? It's a baseball, it's a Yankee town. It's Yankees. Nobody likes the Knicks. The Knicks haven't been good since Nixon was the president. I mean, I mean, the last time the Knicks were good, Nixon was in the White House. The last time the Jets were good, hey, Nixon was in the White House then too. Okay. The Mets. They haven't been good since Clinton was in the White House. I mean, New York, L.A. blows. And I, and I had a show there. It blows. Why are you talking so mean about the Dodgers? Well, prior to the asterisk World Series, you guys hadn't done shit. And they go, what do you call it an asterisk? I mean, well, come on, the COVID. I mean, you got everybody in baseball had a cow with the sniffles. <laughs> Guys, get the sniffles. I don't want anybody in the stands. And you're like, okay, I get the COVID stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going there with that. I'm like, but they don't want anybody around. Baseball was like stupid. I'm moving the all-star game out of Atlanta. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Atlanta too. Not not interested. Not interested. S Pittsburgh. Isn't it funny? All the really cool markets are really hardcore football markets. Philly, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. Right, right. And if you go to the South, then you're talking college football. Nobody in the Northeast likes college football unless it's Penn State or Notre Dame. Okay, it's like clockwork too there, Xander. If it's not Notre Dame, it's Penn State. How many people do you really think talk Temple football? <laughs> um, hey, Joe Klecko, I get it. I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Hassan, I, I, I get it. I understand. I go, but Temple, come on, man. 
I, I, I mean, Coach Cheney is the only, I mean, I knew Coach Cheney back in the day. Green Bay with Chicago is a great is a great sports talk town. Chicago. All those hardcore blue collar places, New York and LA. How funny is it? New York and LA are the shittiest sports talk places in the country. And it kind of mirrors our politics. Okay? Everyone thinks that our country is New York and in Los Angeles. No. Our country is based on the football fan, middle America and the South. That's the base for football. Nowhere else. Midwest, up those cities, Pittsburgh, it stops at Philly. Well, the Patriot fan base is pretty cool. I think the I think the I think the um the, the Patriot fan base is pretty tough. Atlanta sports media is all college. It is Joseph, amen. You're correct. Hey, Yale, no disrespect, man. Okay. I don't know why Temple's not really a great place. I mean, you, I don't know if they play at Franklin Field still. I've actually been to the Penn Relays. I was invited to the Penn Relays. And Franklin Field is cool. Tone goes, why is college football bigger in the South and pros bigger in the North? Um, Because Notre Dame dominated the Midwest and the Northeast. The Subway Irish fans, that's all you have. I mean, even in New York, Syracuse is not a big program. Only when you get past New York and you get up near Rochester and Albany, that's when you start talking about Syracuse football. But BC is not a big place. And the only time they ever talked about Boston College is when Flutie was there. Okay? And it's always been pro football. The Philadelphia, the Philadelphia market has never been anything else but a football town. And when Chamberlain in the late 60s with Walker, Chet Walker and them dudes, and they won that championship when they won all them games, I think it was 68 ball games. Um, that was like the first championship going back to like Philadelphia Eagles back in the fifties. But they're, I mean, the Phillies haven't really even, the Phillies haven't won a ton of world series. People, you know, think that it's, um, but they haven't really won a lot. Philadelphia A's did. They won a lot, but college football in the South, bro, there's nothing in Alabama except Auburn and Alabama has Xander. They don't give a shit about pro football down there. They don't care. And you know what they used to pipe in? And and, and so you know, Tone, do you know what they used to pipe in? They used to pipe in New York Giant games in the South. They they used to pipe in Giant games. So that's why they were either listening to Washington Redskins games back then, or they were listening to Eagle games. Or they were listening to giant games. Bears, too. But outside of that, there's no, they don't give a shit about pro football. LA, you, if I put two tickets on a table in Jacksonville, Florida, let's do this. If I put two tickets on the table for Jacksonville, Florida, one was for a national championship game for the Gators, and one was for a Super Bowl for the Jags. What tickets would be grabbed more? The Gator tickets or the Jag tickets? Gator tickets. 
Gators. Gators are the most popular football team in Florida. It's not close. They get 700,000 people in the state every weekend listening to Gator football. They won two national championships in college football or college basketball. Okay? And with Billy Donovan, and nobody cared. Miami, it's like L.A. It was better back in the day because the Dolphins um, and the Canes played at the Orange Bowl, so it was a little better. We were all in there. Plus, we were in Little Havana, which was awesome. Tori goes, Tug McGraw was a Met in two World Series before the Phillies. Um... I don't know if he was on that 86 team. I know he was on the 73 team, but I don't know if he was on that 86 team. I'm not sure, Tori, if he was on. I don't think he was because he wasn't the closer um, for the Mets in 86. So I don't know if that's true. What made the University of Florida so popular down there? The alumni. Dude, Tone. The greatest football team I ever played against was the 85 um, Gator team. Listen to their backfield. They had John L. Williams, Neil Anderson, and Lorenzo Hampton. And all three of those guys were first-round running backs, and they ran to wishbone. And all five offensive linemen were drafted in the first two rounds, and all five played in the NFL. And Wilbur Marshall was on that team. And let me just put it to you this way. There's a reason they don't have the 84-85 SEC banner up there. Because you know why? Charlie Pell, God rest his soul, he had those boosters were paying people and big money to play at Florida. Wilbur Marshall must have made $200,000 a year back in the 80s. Gators were put on probation. I played the Gators when they were on probation. And they were still great. It was still great. Florida State got big. Well, the most important college football coach in the history of the state of Florida is Bowden. He brought big-time college football to the state when he left West Virginia and went down to um, Florida State, completely turned the program around. Florida State was a chicks college. Was a chicks college. Um. Yeah, I mean, they had no history. It was a Chicks College. And Coach Bowden, who I have great res- great respect for. All right, tonight's game. Um, who wins tonight? Who do you guys have tonight? Who wins tonight? What do you got, Xander? Tone, let me hear you too. Xander says Bucks. Bucks, Bucks, Brady and the Bucks, Bucks. Dude, that means you get the Bucks. That means you're going to get the Bucks because you're, I, hey, as much as I gave you guys some shit, I think you're playing, I, I, I think you're beating them Saturday night. That's a Philly chat right there. Dude. Bucks. Brady owns the Cowboys. Toss up, Greg. Here's what I say. 
I hate to say it, but Brady will go out like Breeze. Nobody picking no Cowboys in this. <laughs> Wait a minute here. Xander just said it. You guys, you, hey. <laughs> that, I should have known better. I can't ask a question. Look at Nate. Nate it probably made him vomit in his mouth when he said probably the Cowboys. <laughs> Nate, did it make you throw up? <laughs> forget the question you guys you guys can't pick the cowboys it's just not in your dna man it's just not in your dna <laughs> you're right xander i should never have asked that man okay i'm going buccaneers 30 27 the key tonight the key tonight will be no turnovers they get Via Veda back and Ryan Jensen's back. That's a big deal. How much condition is he in, though, to center for the Bucs? So I think the Bucs win tonight in a close one. Brady can't turn the ball over. Dak does. Guys, you've been great. What a great week. Divisional round. The Eagles have everything in front of them right now. Amazing. Tone, great stuff. Xander, awesome. All of you, thank you. You guys are great. Enjoy the game tonight. Have a lot to talk about. All the schedule will be set up for this weekend for the NFL playoffs, divisional round. And the only place you have to stay, guys, is with us here at Jacob Sports. We really appreciate it. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll see you on the flip side. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.